Thank you for riding on Nerd Thug Radio. You must be 42 inches in order to ride this ride. Please fasten your safety belts. Pull your chest restraints down until they lock. Keep hands and feet inside the roller coaster at all times. And once again, thank you for choosing Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Radio, radio. That's my new exciting opening there. We're gonna we're bringing the energy. We're here on Money Green Music. To my right, Joey the Savage. We're the going, captain. We're going proper. I'm he the is captain here. The Savage. That's my medieval name. Yeah. Joey the Savage. Like everyone has like weird nicknames, you know? Like yeah. uh um you always see this hear those cool ones like in like uh, Bards the Bowman. Like in Game of Thrones where someone's like, That guy's the dawn of the morning star. You're like, Holy crap. That's Joey the Savage. The Savage. Of the tribe Conroe. Oof, that sounds awful. <laughs> that sounds and amazing. then on my, on my left, amazing. Uh, Vampire Nico. Vampire Nico. Hey. I want to suck your blood. Water generously. Do not apply directly to sunlight. Do not apply directly to sunlight. Um, <laughs> the tribe of Conroe. Can we comment just on that? We've real already quick? started with the ums, and we're two minutes into show. I want to shift gears because you threw something at me there. With I want the to tribe. shift gears first. Episode eight. This Who is... thought we'd make it to episode eight? Uh, I, did. I did not think I we had. I think more the only people that. Thought we would make it to episode 8 would probably be our moms. No, no. Not even them? No. But here we are. Perhaps your mom. Your mom likes us. Does she, though? I don't know. Mom, are you listening? She owes me $10. This is a test. She owes you $10. Mom, you owe me 10 bucks. Did you, did you put your mom on blast on the radio? I want my money. <laughs> <laughs> you got your fake mustaches, Brian? Where's my money? Where's my money? So on my way over here today, yes. I stopped to get a monster oh. because... I like the energy. And while we're standing in line... Are you going to refer this to Conroe? Yes. Because even though I have a Conroe address, this is technically considered like Oak Ridge Woodlands. So you want to claim the Woodlands right now? Because the person no. was standing in line at the no. gas station in front of this neighborhood was strictly Conroe. How do you know that? Um, Did she have a Conroe tattoo on her uh, She had back? short, poorly bleached blonde hair. Sounds with, like spring. With a five o'clock shadow. Sounds like spring. Was a solid 350 in weight. So we're gonna go stones, not pounds. So this is actually probably like two thousand pounds. So you asked for her number, obviously. Um, she Hey guys, Corey DLG has a date this weekend. She has some show might be delayed. Rather large breasticles You're that were this. unrestrained and now hung listen. down mid-belly. This is a kid-friendly show. To which she lifted and then scratched underneath. Sounds about right. Sounds, sounds pretty Conroe. Definitely the type of girls you go for. Wow. So, with that being said, you have something you want to surprise me with. To I do. open up this show. I do. I have a little YouTube video here. It's 37 seconds. I'll watch it. You talk about yeah, it. Yeah, there's no audio, so the people at home won't see this. However, we've ex- we've discussed the paranormal before. It says creepy ghost. Caught on camera. Yes. Creepy ghost. Creepy ghost. Made of creeps. <laughs> so, this ghost, it's a little footage. And it's a picture, and here in a minute, you're going to actually see a ghost appear. This is handmade. Yeah, this is handmade? Yeah. Okay, all right. So, but the reason I wanted to show it is because there are, like, convincing YouTube videos in the world, and then there it are looks unconvincing like a YouTube alien videos. alien prosthetic. It wow. doesn't even look like a ghost. It this looks is... like E.T. He's roasting this ghost, He's roasting the ghost? Done. Ghost roast. Looks ghost like E.T. Did you, you didn't even watch the whole thing. Yeah, it was done. It was like 23 seconds. Uh, 37. 37. Whatever. 37. 37 seconds of E.T.'s... Leftover body they ship down to Honduras to like for some theme park for the kids. The hate is strong with you. Hey, the hate is strong with you. He's just roasting all these ghosts. I know, man. I'm roasting ghosts. I'm the ghost roaster. So, ghost what, roaster. Hey, speaking of ghosts, okay. you believe in them. I do. You've I got do. crazy stories. I do. We'll I get do. to a segment later. I'm going to kind of tie in my thoughts on the paranormal. 
Okay. Well, let's get back to this E.T. figure. Okay. This E.T. So, in this video here, I, I really... Uh, there are convincing videos and then unconvincing videos. This does not convince me. You, you don't find that convincing no, at all? not at all. Okay. What, what do you... What, you what, can't believe everything you see on the You internet. can't believe everything you see, but that one looks pretty... I mean, Nico, you saw the video earlier. It's pretty solid. It's pretty... Pretty smooth. solid like it's E.T. Part 2. Like, no. <laughs> it, it, in Honduras. it doesn't resemble anything about an E.T. It looked like E.T. He's, he's slightly E.T. Brownish in color, and that's like the closest. I think he was even drinking a beer. (laughs) There was a kid in the background with like a red hoodie on and a bike. (laughs) This was no ghost. No ghost. (laughs) Reese's pieces everywhere. Yeah. Did you you know when I rewatch ET or now? I'm I'm just amazed that Reese's pieces is that old. Like I always feel like Reese's pieces is a newer product. No, not at all. Turns out it. Turns out it may be older than Reese's. It what did they call be it before older. they had Reese's? My kids love that movie E.T. though. Really? I haven't yeah. watched E.T. It's in like because you look like E.T. though. I don't like E.T. You look a lot like If you e. want to know what E.T. looks like, watch this fake ghost video. <laughs> that, there is no E.T. in that <laughs> if, ghost If you were video. to say that's E.T., then the, like, what actually so E.T. shows me this. up? Okay. How do these guys film this ghost slash E.T. on this YouTube video, but the ghost hunters have never seen an image of a ghost? No, that's not true. They have. I've seen ghost hunter episodes where they capture some interesting stuff on tape, where they're like, they're like, oh hey, you know, that's this pretty spooky. Yeah, right. But, I mean, Look every at these episode, electronic mega waves. But well, what, what, every time man. I watch it, it's always like a weird speck of dust that shines brightly. Yeah, I've seen specks of dust shine brightly. But I like, I've seen, but I've, I've seen, seen some ghosts then apparently. But I've seen some. Let's see, I don't. Okay, that's the thing. It's like I don't think the orbs on video. Or ghosts. I don't. Well, I don't buy into that. I, that I don't. Nor buy. do I buy into ET. Unless, unless, you're, um, unless you're thinking about Pokemon, Gastly is just a ball. Here gas. we go. Going into Pokemon already. Reference number one. What of the a nerd. So wait, there's a Pokemon who's just gas. Yeah. How do they keep him in the ball? He's a ghost. He can do whatever he wants. See, I don't understand the rules of Pokemon because I feel like when you put him in the ball, they would die. Right. They don't. How are they going to breathe? How do they eat? Unless how do you water them? Mention. Well, what if the ball is its own ecosystem? Well, wait, because yeah, because then what do they do? How do they like? It's its they, own world. Do they poo in the ball? Yeah. I, look, if it's I an, had it goes to another story. dimension. So like it goes. Yeah, so it's like a, it's like a pocket dimension. Does it like go to like habitat? a happy like dog park where there's just food and water everywhere, well, and then they just kind of trot around? Maybe a Pokemon park. But then the well, Pokemon can, fight each other, so like you can't you have can two also, of them in the same. Pikachu, I choose you. Right. So like, how do you have two of them in a ball? Et, I choose you. One. So only one per ball. Yeah, and they can oh. also they can also break it if you're what? trying to catch them. They can break the ball. Yeah, like I've never understood Pokemon. I but also, just but also realized like, how crazy it you're is. You're like a ten year old kid, and you're catching like beings that could be you know God. Uh, have you things. seen this new Pokemon game they're coming out with? Sun and Moon. Is that uh, the one where like you have the watch or it's on your phone? Oh, that that's one? that is what I'm most okay. So enhanced reality is becoming more and more a thing. Augmented reality is the correct term. Augmented. AR. So what they do is. They use the GPS on your devices, on your phone, on your handhelds, on your watches, and they incorporate virtual game aspects into that. So all of a sudden, on your Pokemon Locator app, you're looking at that while looking, like, it's using your camera to show you what's directly in front of you. So you hold up your phone, you're looking at your car. All of a sudden, the Pokemon app interfaces... And there's a Pokemon between you and the car. You and have you to catch capture. It. You capture it. What's going to happen the first time some ten year old kid just runs out in the middle of traffic? That's. Just, I mean, there's got to be some liability issues. There's got to. Maybe that's, that's why true. it hasn't been released. And maybe you know they're you wind up in the middle of the ocean and a shark devours yeah. you. But I will say, sharks that became Pac-Man. That, listen, if there's nothing more Pac-Man like than a shark. Our listener Donald Williams, who sat in with us, 
so excited for this game. Well, it's such a cool idea. It really is a cool idea if you're if you're not going to really the traffic. There's got to be some parameters, right? I think it's called Pokemon Go. I believe Pokemon Go. Let's go, that. Pokemon. Let's. Yeah, it's, it's, my kids love Pokemon. Have you ever played the, the card game, Nico? You probably have. I've played it once or twice. I've always been terrible at it, but I got a lot. of It's cool. fairly simple. Yeah, it's it's not it's not very hard at all. It's also weird because in competitive play, they'll actually like shuffle the cards like an actual deck of cards. Well, yeah. you do that in all competitive games. Like Magic the Gathering, you shuffle the card. No, I'm talking about like the bow shuffling. Oh, so, so they go like, like poker style? Like, yeah. They're at the final table and they're like... Which is kind of in, which is kind of weird because most other competitive games don't do that because then all your cards really bow. Yes, yeah, so they just do the shuffle, shuffle, the side shuffle. Yeah, that's usually yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, well, like, I see as far as I know, that's because those cards have. Well, they do. That you put a Pokemon out in front, and that Pokemon just hangs out there, and it can just. Literally... You can you can put guys on like a bench, and then you can switch. You can them really out. just wreak havoc with your one Pokemon. There was a no there... one else can touch it. You're just you're you're winning. But what if someone captures your Pokemon? You don't capture Pokemon. You you battle them. It's you like it's like a trainer battle. Yeah. Okay, like, but what if I'm so losing like, and then I capture your Pokemon you gotta, like, and run, run away? No, you've got like so you just you just you just steal it. You just yeah. You steal There's usually card a guard at the front door. So like here's here's my play. If I'm Pokemon Trainer A and you are Pokemon Trainer B. Okay. And we are having a Pokemon trainer duel, correct? Okay. My Pokemon will be one that flies and can carry me away at the drop of a hat. But and our a, play... But it's a card, not a real Pokemon. But it but, is a real one. But if like, me and you were playing Pokemon, I don't think you would get very far from me. Oh, like in real life? I would probably be stood up and on the at front of the door before you got out of your chair. But if my bird Pokemon was real, <laughs> what it would do would carry me away. But right then I would just use Pikachu. I really don't understand. So then I would just use Pikachu, ridiculous. and he would just electrocute you. Right, but he'd be my ball now. Like I control Pikachu. Was yeah. that what was yeah, that? So Pikachu does. Did you just poo yourself? I wish people could have seen that. Cause right, that was very savage. <laughs> At some point, I'm going to trick you into doing that on a camera. And you're going to trick me. I'll do it for free. <laughs> wow. I mean, have some dignity. 32 years. Do you think I have any dignity? No. You're right. No. Um, I read somewhere man. that, uh. But whatever. I'm just read gonna, somewhere. I'm, no, I just want to let that sit for that's a minute. A good, that's a good uh, sign that you're reading. I just want to let that sit for a minute that you're, that you're DFW. DFW buddy. when it comes to, like, being crazy for the show. Oh, okay. All How right. else are we going to get big? Sitting behind the. Okay. The, the desk. Studio, sitting behind the desk, not getting out there and just doing crazy stunts with people. Have you seen that commercial where, like, they're bringing the, uh, burritos back to Taco Bell? Yes. <laughs> and they're like, and people well, owe Taco Bell? I'll do anything. <laughs> you said anything, John. Too late. A promise is a promise. <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's man. Like a skateboard with, like, a rocket booster. It sounds to like it. me in college on a date. It does. <laughs> it does. A promise is a promise. So, you said you read something this week. I lied. No, um, I read something. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Disney Infinity it has canceled 4.0. You know, I read this last week, and okay. I wanted to try to fill it in on the show last week, but... Yeah, actually, I'm last looking right show, here. It says Disney Infinity. Yep, see, look, you're looking at my show notes from last week. Yeah. Uh, we had a really busy show last we week. Did. It was we did. We did. Pretty awesome. Jam-packed. But yeah, so Disney is trying to go exclusive, supposedly, but they want to make everything in-house, and apparently the guys that make Disney Infinity 3.0 is not a Disney company. It's a, oh, it's a so they're canceling the contract. Yeah. So they can make so there's, they still it's, have, the, it's the other way around. Is they, it the other way around? Yeah. It's Dis- one of the two. I tell you that much. Disney right? Infinity is a, a Disney Interactive game and they're closing down the Dis- I think they're closing down Disney Interactive so they canceled four and now they're they're letting they're they're having licensing properties again. So they're having I know oh, for sure Oh, that makes more sense. I know for sure they have four toy boxes that are due out this year. Everything that's supposed to come out in 2016 is still coming out. Yeah, but after, this, the after 2016 sort of done. Not so much. The game's kind of fun. Uh, my kids were really into it. So I really I'm, like at this point that it's 
it's the characters, it's the Marvel characters, and then it's also the Star Jedi. Wars characters. I think that's everything. really cool. You've got all even uh, from the movie Zootopia. They've got those figures. I couldn't. Go they got they got some they got some fun ones. They got like Mickey Mouse. They yeah, got Mickey Mouse. See, not so interested in that as much as like the like they've got the Marvel, Jack Sparrow, Star Wars characters, they the Incredibles. Got and they've got you know all the Disney movies that come out. Right, uh, I think they have a, a set coming out. Buzz Lightyear and Woody, the new, uh, Dory. Sure. I want Buzz Lightyear. I'm not excited for in War Machine. No, not at all either. To have a bar fight. But the thing is, <laughs> just like smashing stools. If you're not like super creative, if you're not super creative and building your own like world, it's not quite as you're, fun. you're very limited. But um, but like it's just kind of interesting that on your screen you can turn around and all of a sudden the Hulk and Mickey Mouse are well, hanging here, out. Here's one cool thing that, is that they did do. People have been kind of bashing this idea, but I think it's kind of fun. They're saying it's not a lot of moves, so it's very repetitive. Right. But they released a box set uh, for Captain America Civil War, Ooh. and it was Chris Evans as Steve Rogers, no mask on or whatever, and they have like this battle arena. And so basically you can get into this battle arena and put two figures one-on-one, Street Fighter style. Hey! Which, you know, it's fun, but... People are like, well, there's not a lot of moves. It's kind of repetitive, but where else can you see Buzz Lightyear and War Machine go at it? Right. Where else can you see... That's the most intense fight of the century. Where else can you see Kylo Ren go against Ultron? I'm so over Kylo Ren. I mean, Um, where else can you see Luke Skywalker? How cool would it be to see, like, Asuka and Black Widow? Yeah, that would be great. That would be fun. Both of those characters. Do you? How awesome would it be to see Donald Duck versus Rocket Raccoon? Just an anthropomorphic battle. Yeah. Death. <laughs> that's it. Or, <laughs> and I don't even know why. Like, I'm or, just picturing Donald Duck. Like, <laughs> with, with his, like, boxing hands on, like, yeah. the Notre Dame like, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, <laughs> or you could have uh, solely... Just fire rockets at him. <laughs> you could have solely from Monsters, Inc. versus Groot. Oh, I mean, yeah. The possibilities fun. are endless with Or Hank thing. McCoy. Or there is no. Can I just get Michael? They don't Rasky? have the X Men in this. No, X Men is not owned by Disney. Yes, it is. No, it's not. No, it's not. The only the thing... comic version of it is right, but not the video game aspect. Apparently, it's oh, still really? with the devil. Oh no, the video game stuff isn't with Fox. Uh, it's just the movie rights. Well, there's no Marvel Fox characters in Disney Infinity. Maybe yeah. it's just they don't want to promote the Fox movies. Maybe they just don't like mutants and they're racist. Well, they just don't want to promote the Fox well, movies. The same reason so Fantastic ironic. Four and, and X Men have kind of come off the board. Yeah, so they're doing speak. this big storyline. I, I, I think they're killing the X-Men off or something. It's well, essentially, they've kind of put mutants on the back burner because well, they, they have don't... the Inhumans. I've been reading the newer comics. They have the Inhumans that have come in, and the Terrigen Mist is reacting. It's poison for the mutants, Poisoning right? for the mutants. And um, there's a new Apocalypse Wars that is going on right now, and then it's jettisoning into some... X-Men distinction because they have all these variant covers where has shows X-Men who have died in the past like they're on the front covers for some series no one knows what the story's about but they've released the covers covers. man so things aren't looking good for the X-Men bro if they killed off all their mutants that'd be crazy that would be crazy I I might jump to DC there's nothing in the DC that interests me as much as X-Men I know that's what I'm saying if the X-Men are gone I'm not a fan of the Inhumans right right. I might just jump to DC or just go straight you know what this this brings us to something we're going to do later today we're going to play a game I haven't come up with a fun name for this one yet. It's not really a game, is it? I don't know. It's kind of, sort of, sort of. We're going to make it gamey. We can, we can have fun with it. But we're going to call it Going to the Bullpen. Going to the Bullpen. Because we're going to pitch... Some story ideas. So basically, it's our chance to try to make it big. That's right. We're auditioning to no one but well, to Marvel. Well, no one. I mean, people are listening to this thing. We've got tons of listens. Someone's bound to pick. I mean, hey, you just posted something on the Facebook page where That's Netflix true. talked about three shows they want to pick up. And, and two of them were my Two of the ones that you talked about in episode two of this podcast. If you haven't listened, go listen now. It's about Netflix. 
But um, that was yeah. a good episode. That's probably that was one of my episode. That's probably one of my favorites. I, mean, I really liked episode one for some reason. It was really good. So far, my favorite episode has got to be one, two, three, four, five, six, or seven. I can't decide. Uh, you know what? I actually I do think I think one through uh, seven. One through seven. <laughs> anthology. Which is the one where we did the first going exclusive? Going exclusive was episode five. Five. Five that, or six. That was a fun one. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. A lot. I think it was five. That was episode the one five. with Donald. That was the one with Donald. Episode five. That was the one I enjoyed. Um, it's four ums. Have you got the tally? down, Nico? Oh, I haven't been I haven't even done a Famously yet. (laughs) (laughs) So Famously, um... Me and DLG, over the years, we've been working on our own comic projects. Always. We're always always tuning. I've got like five stories I've been working on for the last five years, probably. So I pitched this idea to him that, hey man, we should talk about our ideas. And he's like, no, 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 then someone's going to steal them. What if we just talk about ideas for existing characters? Right. So later in the show, we're going to do that exactly. That's exactly what we're going to do. We're also going to talk about, this week we played the, or last week we played the ROC. Last Saturday. Yeah. At Space Cadets. Shout we're out talk, to Space Cadets. Big shout out to Space Cadets. We're going to talk about that, talk about our experience there. Uh, this week we're also going to talk about, they released, they did like the reveal of the lineup for the new OP event, Civil, Civil War. War. We'll, we'll touch a bit on that, hopefully. So Looks we're going to really, talk about really that good. a little bit. And we're going to preview X-Men Age of Apocalypse. Yes, we're going to. will come out uh, this next weekend. We're talking about our uh, our hopes and what we've seen so far and what we think. The good, the bad, the ugly. Oh, you think there's some ugly there? There probably is. I mean, I the Beast is in there. Certainly ain't Olivia Munn. You no. know what I'm saying? Oh, Call me. Lord. You know, she turned down a role in Deadpool. Um, She didn't want to be that type of character. Right, right. That's what I was reading. A, is she she wanted comic. to rather be a strong female lead. The, the interesting thing I find about that is that Olivia Munn doesn't necessarily have a strong track record career. She really doesn't. So it's not necessarily that she's known in a lot of places. Like us being nerds, we know her from her days on GTV and G4. Yep. And, but other uh, than that, yeah, no, she really hasn't done anything right. huge. So she's kind of been like a slow burn to get this big. This is the biggest she's been, and this has been a long time yeah, coming. It seems like it's going to get really big. It seems like it's going to get huge for her, but it's interesting that she was turning down roles in films. That's kind of interesting to me that she was selective in these roles. Staying on the topic of females and Deadpool. Okay. DC did a shakeup this week with uh, some of the leaders in their movie franchise. The bad reviews from Batman vs. Superman. They're kind of shaking some things up with leadership, trying to reel this in, and they've already started filming Justice League Part 1. Really? They're a month into it already. Wow, that's fast. Right, yeah, they're already a month in. So now there's some rumors circulating because Margot Robbie has said she would love to do a Harley Quinn solo movie. Yes, I have heard this. It's picking up steam, and they want to do it in kind of that Deadpool style where it's rated R, because, I mean, come on, she's kind of like the female version of Deadpool. Yeah, Harley Quinn is absolutely... Without the rejigging and not being able to die but the, the right. attitude the attitude and, and sort of that that uh charisma yeah definitely so hopefully the suicide squad movie does really well and this it looks transition. really good it does i would so love good. to see a harley quinn solo movie so when i think every female from the age 15 to 35 would want to see a harley quinn solo movie. so would it be like a sort of like a sirens because you can't really do even uh, this birds of age, prey birds of prey yeah birds of it, prey at this day and age you don't really do any characters strictly as a solo even deadpool had colossus and negative Sonic, Sonic Teenage Warhead, and the greatest Ajax, of all time. And Angel Dust. Right. So you don't really do you don't really do any and character. Shades of Wolverine. Right. Exactly. You don't do any yeah, character. Yeah, they said as they would soul. do Birds of Prey because they could introduce Batgirl. Uh, Batgirl was supposed to be in some form or fashion. We talked about this in the teaser in Batman vs Superman. Right. There was supposed Jenna to be a, Bat, a Batgirl role, so mm-hmm. they could bring her into it. So it would be something that I would love to see, and I feel like everyone else in the world would want to as well. 
I think Black Canary would be the big get. I think that would be if awesome. If they got her in there? If they put Black Canary in a Harley Quinn movie, I think that would be an excellent uh, movie. It would be great. I mean, when you look at pop culture and you go to stores and you see you apparel, always see Harley you see Quinn. Deadpool stuff, you see Harley Quinn stuff. So I think it would work out really well. You know who needs that big push? Bizarro. I would Bizarro. wear Bizarro shirts all Bizarro day. should should be the next Deadpool You know Harley who needs Quinn. a big push? MODOK. Oh, you know what no, I want? No, no MODOK. Leatherhead. No MODOK. I want, I want, you know, the, the t-shirt I have, the one with the four logos on it. Yeah. all together. I want a Bizarro one of each of those. That would be pretty good. <laughs> that would be fun. That's what I'm saying is like Bizarro has that kind of, he's, he's the next character who should get that kind of push, yeah. I feel like. He's really goofy. Myself. You could do like this, the little, the misadventures of Bizarro. Right. And like where the he's cartoon, trying. A cartoon Bizarro. Right. Like that would be we're speaking of cartoons, hopefully we'll have time. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk a little bit. Yeah. Why Marvel's presence in the cartoon universe, movie wise. Has been is, really lacking. Has very it? lacking. Been very lacking. But you, but you know what's funny is just as we said that I realized that they're the one they're the only ones who have a steady Saturday morning style cartoon presence. DC does not anymore. DC doesn't at they all. Had, they had one going somewhat. Oh, uh, Young Justice, Young Justice, and the Green Lantern, and, and, the, and Titans, then uh, and then Titans, and then Batman. Uh, well, they still have they still have Teen Titans. Beyond, be, beware the bat. Beware the bat. But yeah, not anymore. Yeah, no, they kind of have completely abandoned Saturday morning. So what's happened to our childhood? I don't know, man. Maybe next week on the show we'll talk about our favorite cartoon shows from our childhood. Oh, we I'm should. I'm going to lock that in episode nine, which will come out in two weeks. Yes. Be here. We'll be discussing things from so, Lino to Optimus Prime. Before we jump to a break, Lino. get ready because <laughs> when we come to you for episode nine, which is in two weeks from now, we'll have attended Space City Con yes. here in Houston, Texas, which is Memorial Day weekend. So hopefully we'll go through some of the stuff we experienced while we were there. Get your tickets now. Get your tickets now. Free plug for Space City Con. Because it's going to be awesome. Right. And also, we have our t-shirts for sale, Sill. They are $20, so if you want one, hit us up on the Facebook page. Yeah, and that's obviously... Did we able... Were you able to set up the shop on the Facebook page? Not yet, but... We do have a winner. Last week, at the end of the show, I told you guys, for your chance to win a free t-shirt, share the post for the podcast. I've been mentioning it all week long on, on a, uh, on the Facebook page. I've mentioned it on my Instagram. I've hit it up on the Twitter account. Follow us at NerdDug Radio on Twitter. Our winner is none other than our friend, Carisha. Lucero. All the way up in Colorado. So, Carisha, we're going to get you a shirt. Shout out to the Rado. Shout out to the Rado. I like that. Shout out to the Rado. We're going to get you a shirt made. So, guys, don't feel left out. You can get your own t-shirt. Yeah, They're don't let her bucks. walk around with the only one. You get any size you want. Check out the logo. It features yours truly, Joey Savage. Joey Savage, with my homeboy Tupac Shakur and my baby mama, and Frank. I don't think you should call her your baby mama. That she was, was a minor. Was, yeah. No, she, <laughs> that was a mistake. No, she's my baby mama. <laughs> she yeah. was a minor. She my, she my homegirl, too. Okay. All right. So, so that's at least a little more Before tame. we jump out of here, like, <laughs> Corey's mom was not a fan of the shirt because it didn't have both of our faces on there. Right. So I've already come up with an idea for shirt number two. Okay. It's definitely going to be Corey DLG. Dressed up as Chuck E. Cheese. How great would that be? That would be awesome. No, it needs to be like a Chuck E. Cheese, like, uh, astronaut suit, though. Yeah, one of those. Like, like rat theme yeah. astronaut suit. Holding a slice of pizza in a comic book. And like, with my space helmet. I just off. want to read my comic and eat some pizza. Like, try to eat the pizza through yeah. the helmet. One giant step for man, one small step for pizza. <laughs> one extra large <laughs> double cheese. So, let's do something different here. Nico, take us out to the break. You got... 15 seconds. Anything you want to talk about, go. So the new Pokemon game, new starters were released. I was really excited about it. Uh, there's got, we got Poplio, Litten, which is a fire cat, and Rowlet, a grass owl. I know nothing about that, but that is awesome. Let's go out. All right, guys, let me tell you about one of my good friends and a longtime fan and supporter of the show, Wrecker Mike. 
He's a good friend, and he, he takes care of me every time I've had myself in a bit of trouble, and he can help you guys out too. Whether you simply locked your keys in your car, or God forbid you get in a car accident or something, and you, or you want to try and just save some money on a deductible, or you've had too much to drink, and you just don't want to mess with the DUI or even run the chance of getting one, Wrecker Mike can help you out. You want to give him a call at 281-830-5819. That's 281-830-5819. Wrecker Mike, he's my friend, and trust me, when you need him, you want him to be your friend too. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music, where there's still time to buy ads for the month of May. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio and the newest entertainment section. Sitting to my left, Corey DLG. And to my right, the new Ghost Rider, Nico. The Spirit of Vengeance? The Spirit of Vengeance. Live and coming to you from the Nerd Thug Radio Studio. And I'm the Captain Joey Savage. I think that means I have to be nicer to Nico. Yeah, because he's going to get you, bro. He's going to be the Spirit of Vengeance. He's the Spirit of Vengeance. I hope you like my movie trailer voice? I did, yeah. It was like, in a world. In a world. Like three fat nerdy guys talk about uncanny X-Men. I'm going to have to ask that you just remember all the rides I give you. Oh, cool. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, that that sounds fair. Just remember that. Spirit of Vengeance. Spirit of Vengeance. Remember that. All right, so DLG. Okay. Segment numero dos. That's, bum, number, bum, bum. that's number two for you oh, no, since you don't speak Spanish. That's ESPN. What's uh, what's Entertainment Tonight? What is their little theme music? I have no clue. I haven't watched that since I was 12. Come on, you're a lady boy. <laughs> you know these things. I don't. Okay, all right. Okay. When what do you want to talk about? Uh, so we're going to talk here. We're going to jump into uh, our The entertainment hopes, section. The entertainment section here. So this is kind of our, our hopes for what we're going to see in X-Men Apocalypse. And then we're probably going to transition into some uh, cartoon talk. Because we love cartoons. Because we're nerds. Okay. So you're really excited for Age of Apocalypse. I'm really excited for Age of Apocalypse. I'm, I'm trying excited. to stay away from the social media. And so the media am I, man. I'm really trying to stay away from spoilers. they're not being very positive about it. No, they're really not. They're, they really My see... My one complaint from the trailers is that Apocalypse looks like Ivan Ooze from the Power Rangers movie. Yeah, I keep hearing <laughs> that, but you know what? He really doesn't. Like, Ivan Ooze... I think he looks awesome. I think he looks awesome. I think he looks exactly like the comics. He's um, just not, it's not a comic. ten foot tall in every single right. episode. It, here's the thing about Apocalypse. Or here's, scene. Here's what here's what comic book nerds understand about Apocalypse, which is why he was always kind of a weird villain. His power set is very undefined. You're going to find him constantly doing things. You're going to be like, wait, when did he start having that ability? Wait, all of a sudden he can stretch? What's going on? I don't understand. He's He's got kind of an odd power set. He's a god. He is essentially he's a god, and so he he the way I've seen it best described is can control his own molecules and the energy within. Sounds fun. So he's gonna be able to do some crazy stuff. You're gonna be like, gonna be like whoa, whoa, what's happening? And it probably won't get. It'll probably be like movie explained like Apocalypse is just so strong, and that'll be all. That'll be all they say about it. I'm also pumped because along with Apocalypse, if you know anything about I guess religion or anything, comes the Four Horsemen. Yes, the so Four Horsemen never of the Apocalypse. apocalypse. It's yeah. never him on his own. Well, we've got four awesome people. Characters playing the yes, these are these are definitely different characters. As a matter of fact, if I was Apocalypse, I probably would choose several of these characters to be my horsemen. It's cool because we have one of them who's an established character in the movies, correct? Magneto. The other three are going to be kind of newbies, right? They are newbies. Well, they're sort of newbies. Uh, Storm, you should know from the last from the old movies, from the original trilogy. Correct. Even Days of Future Past, she she dies in Days of Future Past. Yeah, now we have a younger. So this is young new Storm, and then also. Angel, who has a pretty good history in the X-Men movies already. Not too much. I mean, uh, just, he was Warren in the third Worthington one. was in the third one. He played like one key role where he saved somebody in the very end. Also, he had the wings, bro. Yeah, whatever. And he was pretty, he was pretty buff for that role. Who was that? That was a, it was an 
actor. He kind of had a moment where everybody was like, he's the best actor alive. Okay, moving on. Okay, we already <laughs> forgot his name. He was in several things. Alpha Dog. He was an Alpha Dog, yeah. Uh, okay. I can't think of his movie. name. Yeah, you know, I was talking to someone about such... Alpha Dog the other day. Like, that was such a really good movie. I was like, you realize it's based on a true story, right? Like, no way. Right, no, I told someone, okay, so I was at work the other day and someone was telling the story of Alpha Dog and they were like, yeah, just to break. And then, like, they shoot this kid and I was like, that's based on a true story, you know? And they said, that makes us really sad. Yeah, exactly. Said, yeah, that's kind of the point. It's supposed to be. Okay, so who's the third and fourth? So Magneto. No, the fourth one. Yeah, so Magneto, uh, the established character. Right. And Magneto. Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. And All great things come from small beginnings. That is a really good line. So then it goes Angel, and then you go Psylocke. Which is Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn. we've talked about in the last segment. Who is just super hot. Super hot. And she's also very nerdy. She's very embedded in the nerd culture. So her getting the role of Psylocke, it's almost a nod to the nerd fandom. Well, not even that. She looks She like does. Psylocke. She looks, I'm going to say Asian-y. Betsy Braddock, right? I'm, yes. I'm going to use the word Asian-y. Yeah, Psylocke is a character with a very interesting history. So Betsy Braddock is a white British girl with purple hair and has telepathy. Then she enters... The, she's only X-Men for many years. Then she enters a portal called the Siege Perilous. And the Siege Perilous judges your soul and puts you through a trial and you come out the other side different. I would come out way different. Yes. There's no telling. I mean, it literally it changes all the characters in her. I'd come out looking like the cookie monster, I think. Uh, Rogue came out with like a whole new different respect for her powers. She was able to use them differently and even was able to, uh, kind of build some character relationship with Magneto. They figured out a way for them to have skin-to-skin contact because Rogue at the time couldn't do that. Uh, so, like, this, the portal changes everything about you. It implanted her mind into that of a recently dead assassin named Ravanche, who was an Asian assassin for the Hand who had telekinetic abilities. So suddenly, Betsy Braddock has telekinetic abilities and is now an, a British woman in an Asian woman's body. And Olivia Munn looks like that Asian woman. She does. She very much does. She looks just like her, and I'm really excited that she's in the movie. So let's go through some of the new, younger heroes that are also going to be in this movie that you're excited about. Yeah, so I think this is going to be the potential speed bump for this movie. They're going to have to introduce some characters pretty quick on the fly, which they comfortably did in First Class. I feel like they did that pretty well in First Class. First Class was really well. I really like that movie. And they kind of spend, they do a little training montage where you see what each character is capable of, and then they jump into the story. Um, And hopefully they do something along those lines here, but you gotta you have to meet the X-Men again because at Days of Future Past when it ends, so Professor X has to reform an X-Men now, so you've got you've got Havoc somewhere out there. Mystique did save him from Vietnam, which was kind of a neat thing that they were using mutant soldiers in the war. Yeah, it was that, really cool. That's kind of a cool thing. That's a prelude to Weapon X, possibly. What's also cool is that Havoc's in this movie. Yes. Seeing pieces of him in here. So Havoc is gonna show up at some point, and so he's pretty much the only one who needs no real instruction. Him and Beast. Are the only two that don't need yep. to be introduced. So we got those three characters plus Professor X that are going to be returning. staples returning. Right. So then we're going to get some fan favorite right. characters. It's time to see Nightcrawler. It's time to see Cyclops. It's time to see Jean Grey. Nightcrawler is one of my favorite superheroes. Nightcrawler is absolutely one of my favorites. Well, it's even going to be a twist how they bring this in is that we all know Havoc and Cyclops are brothers. Correct. So I want to see how they allude to that in the movie and how they, that plays on one another. Well, I, I have read somewhere and I, and I like we saw. I've been trying to avoid it, but this one had a weird headline, so I clicked on it. They, they do comment in this article how it's going to be a flip in the relationship a little bit because Havoc in this movie universe is older. 
Right. So traditionally, the role has been that Cyclops is the older brother, and Havoc always feels like the screw-up. And it kind of plays into his power set that he can't control his powers. And also, it's kind of ironic because the one thing Cyclops can't control is his power. But Havoc always looks up to Cyclops as the, the big brother who always seems to have everything together. He's got the wife, got the family, got the X-Men, leads everything, holds everybody together. And Havoc traditionally has always been like the, the not necessarily the black sheep, because there's only two of them and they love each other, but he's always felt like the lesser Summer's brother. Until Uncanny Avengers debuted. Right. And they've kind of they've kind of transformed Havoc now into a leader. Havoc, yeah. And so what's going on here is kind of a flip, is that Havoc is, he's been an X-Man, he's been to Vietnam War, so he's going to come back, he's going to be the story Summer's the, brother. Okay. And so Cyclops is going to be looking up to him for guidance in his role. I really hope there's some twist where there's characters they haven't debuted yet they're going to show up in the Caliban movie. well <laughs> that would be crazy that <laughs> I would know be crazy. Wolverine's going to be in the Wolverine movie. has a very brief cameo in the previews and you don't see him anywhere so I feel like his role is going to be like a 10 minutes or less kind of thing yeah definitely him just shovel with one hand yeah just the claws pop out and he's gone but I think I think you're going to see him briefly and just I'm, like the last few movies where he's just showed up for like just like moments as a kind of almost like cameo he well, cameoed in all new X. Ex- or not all admit, um, first class first class right yeah, but that was kind of a uh, throwaway gag. I think he just happened to be in the area on set, and <laughs> That's they were just funny. like, "Let's I didn't just pull him in." Yes. Yeah, so uh, so one yeah. of the things that I've read is that there's going to be too many characters, and it feels like they just bunched all these these characters together. Well, you need the X Men is a big deal. It's a the X Men is a big deal, and the table was pretty empty yeah. after Days of Future Past. So this is going to be one of those bridge movies where they're kind of bridging Days of Future Past to the future because they're bringing in new X Men. Well, and they Jennifer, also talked about. Jubilee. Yeah, Jubilee is also in the movie. Right. But Jennifer Lawrence, her contract is, is up. Oh, uh, man, you've got to... She's got to Hugh Jackman, his, his contract is up. And so you've got to bring in some new characters that can take the mantle into the next phase. There's no way you don't keep Jennifer Lawrence around as Mystique. I think I think her star has risen at the same time these movies have kind of grown. No, definitely. Know, when she was in first class, she wasn't... I didn't know who she was even. And then I think I think she'd just done The Hunger Games at that point. Yeah, she had just And done. so, like, as those have built up and grown... Now now she's, she's a big deal. Now she's a big deal. But I hope, I hope she stays with this another set of movies. I hope they do three or four more, and I hope she sticks around for them. Well, no, they at least have one more on the docket for X-Men. They've already said. Oh, really? It's going to be set in the early 90s. Oh, that's going to be so cheesy. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm so, so excited. It could be uh, Bishop showing up. It's, God, you're such a Bishop. Hope. I am a Bishop lover, man. I, I don't even know what to say. You're but a Bishop If pound. it goes into the 90s, like I really hope they go like Mr. Sinister. That's Mr. Sinister. <laughs> the only problem with Mr. Sinister is what it gets into, because he's really obsessed with Cyclops. DNA, and he also believes that Jean Grey and Cyclops will make a perfect baby. Exactly. So that's so like you're a really bringing creepy, these two characters. Like it's like a horror movie kind of. It would be awesome. But let's not digress into what the you future just, you holds. You just want to see Cable. Let's you talk do. about. You just want Cable. Well, Cable's going to be in Deadpool too. So that's true. So I'm, no, but you, you want him I've in all him. the movies. You want I'm, as much Cable as possible. Yeah, because they, they are talking about an X Force. They are talking about an X Force movie, a New Mutants movie. How awesome would they be if they did like a you just Messiah's War movie eventually? This would be great stuff. But anyway, we digress. We digress. Let's talk about Apocalypse. Okay. What are some things you want to see happen in this movie? Or what are some things you're expecting to see in this movie? Because growing up, Age of Apocalypse, it's your thing. Oh, God. Age you of Apocalypse. You and uh, Angry slash Happy Zack talked about this in episode two. Age of Apocalypse is your guys' X-Men. Yeah, so absolutely. You being the expert on the Age of Apocalypse, what do you want to see? One thing that kind of you're never going to see is that I would love to see is... 
the comic book was actually sort of different. The title they stole from they, they stole the title from the comic book crossover event, but that universe that they built in those comic books you're not going to see. But I would love to see maybe some costuming choices closer to that. Like if Nightcrawler was a little bit more of a swashbuckling pirate than he is a circus performer, that would be cool. Um, you got some like some better costume choices, but they they've done yeah, Bandana Colossus. <laughs> yeah, Bandana Colossus. Well, he's not even going to be in this. One. Would be awesome. But um, but they've done some really cool costuming already. Like Olivia Munn looks great. She looks Mag- just like Psylocke. My- Magneto looks awesome. He doesn't look anything like any of the movie roles necessarily, but it definitely looks like what you would expect. Who's supposed to be Death in this movie? I don't know. Had they said who's who? No, they haven't said which. Okay, let's try that. Let's play that real quick. Okay. So of the four, who All would right, you... Corey, who, who is- you roll off okay. the four horsemen and what their names are. Death, War, Famine, Pestilence. Okay, so War, I'm going to go Magneto. Okay. Um, Famine, I'm going to go Storm. Okay, I can see that. Death. I will go Angel, so that leaves Pestilence. Pestilence is Psylocke. Psylocke. Okay, Nico? I, that was pretty much almost exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah! Okay, I, I actually think... The, let's do the... Ooh, the Wolfpack. Boom! Wolfpack! Oh! I think you've got it backwards. I think you're wrong on, on some. I think... Well, of course, because you have your own ideas. I think Pestilence would be Magneto, because with iron and the blood, he could yeah. do some creepy, crazy stuff. Uh, remember... We've seen that story. We, we've seen him remove iron from a guy's body before. That was Ian McKellen. Right. So let's re- let's remember if you amp up Magneto's powers, you don't need Mystique walking around stabbing everybody with iron because now Magneto is more powerful. Okay. So pestilence, he affects the body. I do think you nailed famine being able to control the weather. I think war though would be Psylocke and death would be Angel. So I really think you just I think Psylocke and Magneto. Psylocke and Magneto. Yeah. I guess time will tell. Time will tell. Time will tell. So I'm really pumped for this movie. And it comes out this coming weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, you're right. Memorial Ed- Day weekend. Why don't you just edit that out, okay? <laughs> Put some of them singers in like, <laughs> Put like a lightsaber match in the middle of that little epitaph we had there. From, Listen, uh, just because I don't know where I am or what day it is. <laughs> what day is it? I get lost Is this sometimes. the year 1945? Will Ferrell uh, pitched a Ronald Reagan movie. I saw that. Uh, news he, leaked of it. And then he backed out of it. Yeah, he got crushed it by everybody. Ronald Reagan comedy movie. Right. About touching Alzheimer's. On, touching on Alzheimer's. Which is a really <laughs> tough situation. It is a tough situation, but I could, it could, there could be comedy to be found there where, where Alzheimer's affects a presidency. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't watch it. You, you, come on. No, well, you don't think Will Ferrell could handle that? No, I just, I don't think Alzheimer's is a thing you want to touch comically. I, see, I don't know. It affects it's so a, many people and it's yeah. such a sad thing. But, the, but that doesn't mean you should be scared to. Where's the comedy on AIDS? We had one of those yet? Uh, Where's the is, comedy on cancer? Have we had minute, one of those? Wait yet? a minute, wait a minute. Was Philadelphia like, not a comedy about AIDS? It's like a love story ish. Okay? No, I, I. But this is a Will Ferrell style. Yeah, Ronald Reagan. I mean, it they would be do, pretty harsh. They do, they do touch. They do use comedy when they talk about things like cancer and stuff. Uh, there was a movie. This is where this is where I leave you. Uh, and it's about probably pretty horrible. No, no, it's actually really good. It's it, indie flick. Yeah, the guy who did Garden State. That sums it all up. Zach right Braff. There. Zach Braff. That sums it up all there. And it's it's about him in his thirties as a father, and then his father is dying of cancer. They do a lot. They do a great but job. Is it a those. comedy movie, or are they just? Uh, kinda, it's, it's it's not. No, a it's it's a it's a it's a personal. It's comedy. not bad whenever someone who has cancer kind of jokes about themselves having cancer. But is that the it's, rule? Like you, it's like a dark movie still, but they bring a little bit of comedy to it, lightheartedness to it. Yeah, but if you have a whole movie based on Ronald Reagan and his Alzheimer's and like spoofing it and stuff, I think it, it would have um, hurt. 
hurt his career. His career pretty uh, nicely. I think I, I think there's a way to do it. I, I, don't, I, I don't think there is. I think you no. have no soul. Uh, no, I'm the just, spirit of vengeance. <laughs> I'm just one of those away people. Everything from him. I believe I, I believe I comedy cuts through all things, and I believe if your intentions are good, I think you can find if the funny really, in comedy worked really well for uh, those people in France who were making fun of Muhammad. Wait, which people? The uh, Charlie Hepto or whatever it was, and then those. Uh, well, it, it, they were making fun of. Um, Islam. Well, first of all, they weren't. that worked out great for them. Uh, there was so a term- comedy doesn't reach everything. No, no, but it but does. It, 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 it does because first of all, when after that happened, the, the journalism world and France united around them, and the very next day they published the paper again. So it didn't. It, it didn't stop anything. All we need is to make fun of somebody, let people lose their lives for us to rally together. No, well, I mean that's the cynicism of the world is that people don't rally unless someone dies. However. The truth is, I, I do think comedy... I don't think anybody would die over a Alzheimer movie, but well, I don't think it would do very well. <laughs> yeah, hopefully no one would die over it, but, uh, but at the same time, I think comedy is is one of those those things that does... It, it helps It helps everybody deal with it. I mean, you know, doctors tell you all the time that, that laughter and stress... Patch Adams? Patch Adams. How'd that work out for Patch Adams? Well, his story Williams. was sad. How'd but, it work out for Robin Williams? Well, but that's just kind of a weird, sad irony. There. I know, I'm just... I'm I know, you're trying, I know you're, you're, like, you're trying to get I'm, me to... I'm trying to get you to come off of this yeah, Alzheimer's but, <laughs> the reality is, it's no. I think. But the reality is, I think you. I think they could have done it. It wouldn't necessarily. I don't think it would have been distasteful. I think it. I think, I think it would have been, been very distasteful. What if it was a fake president? Like, what if they never said Reagan? Okay. So they just do. So a, if it was a fake president who didn't resemble Ronald Reagan at all, but all of a sudden couldn't remember anything. Like, let's say the beginning of the movie, that would be okay. But now you're touching on a real life situation and your Alzheimer's. But and see, that's so silly because if you just use the name Reagan, suddenly it's not funny. Yes, but if you just rude. but if you took the exact situation, if Polly Shore was in the movie, I'd watch it. Oh, oh God, I just <laughs> threw up in my mouth. Speaking of throwing up in your mouth, um, you really like cartoons. Where would go? What's the worst segue ever? Segue into that's like cartoons. a one wheeled segue. That's like a one legged man. Well, that was pretty good. It took me a second. I was like, one. Oh, oh. you know the maker of Segway died rolling his Segway off of a mountain. That's kind of cool, is it? Is it? Did he just go? In the place. He was just like, do it, dude. Did he have <laughs> Alzheimer's and forget where he was? I don't know what the story was. That there. was such a bad story. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. You I've been bashing the whole time. Yeah, exactly. And then I flipped the script. Oh, I'm savage. <sighs> so you like cartoons? I do. Well, I like cartoons. I'm going to say it. I, I love, love cartoons. You like cartoons? I do love cartoons. So one thing we've been discussing this week. Uh, DLG, why don't you break it down for us? So basically, at my house, the cable's been out, so I've been watching a lot of my old animated Did you movies. To pay the bill. Uh, I didn't forget. The cable's been out. Okay, cool. So the animated. So I've been watching my, a lot of my animated movies, and um, my, my, my my realization was my library consists of series and episodes of Marvel cartoons, but not Marvel movies. And then there's still current, and that's and they've made Marvel cartoon movies. So what are you before. watching? Netflix or Hulu? Uh, typically I go Netflix. Okay, but uh, like right now I'm going to actual ones that I bought. It's like all the Justice League ones that I bought. Okay, it's like Justice League War, uh, Justice League Throne of Atlantis, Son of Batman, Son of Batman, God's Monsters, uh, Bad uh, Bad Blood. Is the new one, and then T Titans just came out. I haven't bought that one yet. Teen Titans, it's want, the uh, Justice League versus Teen Titans versus Young Justice. Those those ones, right? It's the guys from Young Justice. That movie we talked about this earlier. No, in the year. no, it's not Young Justice and Teen Titans. It's 
I it's, it was Titans, the, it's Teen Titans version. Yeah, it's uh, Cyborg, okay. kind of in the middle, and then it's like Damian Wayne with uh, Raven and, and uh, Beast Boy. Now, it's, the animation style is Young Justice. But scene. it's like after Son of Batman. Yeah. Yeah, all these movies catalog together. Yeah, which is very cool. Which is smart. And so what it really made me realize is, so Marvel made their Ultimate movies. Which were awesome. Which Ultimates were Ultimates 1 and 2. I love those right. movies. They were great. And they did like a Doctor Strange, they did an Iron which Man. Which good. They did an Iron Man, which, eh. And the I, Iron Man I was watched, only okay. I watched the Iron Man one. It wasn't very good, but then Marvel also did those weird, like, Marvel Knights-type movies. They were, like, some weird animation. They did, they did okay, so they, they had this anime block with G4. Right. And they did Marvel-style, Marvel cartoons that were anime-style. I could not it was, dig it, man. It was X-Men, Wolverine, Blade, and Iron Man, and they are terrible. Oh, they are never, terrible. Never even heard of them. And Horrible. And not only that, but they're traditional anime, which means they're in Japanese, so they're subtitled. Yeah. So these are American characters in subtitled cartoons on Amer- debuting on American television. That doesn't even begin to make sense. It doesn't even begin to make sense, and they're bad. They're so not if we break bad. it down... Marvel is ruling the movie the cinema, just destroying movie it. Box. But when it comes to cartoon, DC DVDs, has DC is movie wise just owning it. But even, even if you look cartoons, Justice League Unlimited, Teen Titans, Young but Justice. We did touch about this when we were pre-talking this. If you look at the lineup on television now, Marvel, yes. Marvel, that's, that's Disney, a, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of the things that also a lot of people aren't realizing is that I mean, a lot of those shows that were DC are all airing on Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network has fallen out of the the action game. There's no more action cartoons on Cartoon Network. I know. There used to be Young Justice, Teen Titans, and then they canceled it. Now Teen Titans Go is a comedy show. They canceled right. Young Justice. They canceled the Green Lantern. They canceled. One. They canceled the whole action block they, of DC. They, there, there was a um, there was a show on Disney XD actually called Motor City. Gorgeous animation. It was all on Flash. And then there were just like a couple episodes in. They're like, sorry, can it? Can well, it? We're done. Well, and I actually have a little bit of inside information in this. I won't reveal. It's a family friend. They they We've worked. They worked before. for Disney XD. So for those who are Young Justice fans and for those who are Avengers fans if you want to know what happened to your favorite cartoons here's the inside scoop so Cartoon Network loved Young Justice and Green Lantern was doing well they had meetings with Warner Brothers about expanding a couple of things Warner Brothers showed up though with about four more cartoons that they wanted to add to the animation block where Cartoon Network was hoping to maybe expand by one or two shows maybe one show every season Uh, Warner Brothers wanted to get hyper aggressive they said listen we've produced all these shorts the shorts are testing well we want to do a new Justice League. We want to do a new Batman. And they didn't give Cartoon Network any input into the process. They showed up with basically 12 episodes of this Beware the Bat already done. And Beware the Bat was a very weird Batman. It's a young Batman with Katana as a sidekick with young younger Alfred being former British Special Service and helping Batman many times in the field. It's a very different Batman story. That was the one with the really large ears. Yes, very large ears. And it also featured a lot of different villains. They tried very hard to get away from the traditional, they almost—I—I I, I don't recall seeing a Joker at all in that entire series. So he just—he just fought the Condiment King, right? It was his only? Enemy. Uh, no, he fought a lot of like a uh, like Razagul types. Uh, he fights Raz, He fights Razagul's daughter Talia. Uh, he mm-hmm. also fights the League of Assassins a lot, and then he also uh, fights. Who's the doctor with the pig face and then the toad? I've got this weird look on my face. Yeah, you, you have no idea. So in when when Damian Wayne debuted with Dick Grayson as Batman and that Batman and Robin, they fought. I want to say it's it's uh, the pig and Mr. Toad. I literally know nothing about DC Comics before the New 52. Okay. I, I yeah, this is, this, is, this is pre-New 52. I was reading everything else there is in the world pre. except for DC stuff. Right. So this is this is pre-New 52 stuff. Um, and so anyway, so these are these are unique 
different villains and, and, and honestly, Cartoon Network kind of balked and they said, wait a minute, you're going to give me a Batman and you're not going to give me a Robin. You're not going to give me Batgirl. You're not going to give me Nightwing. You're not going to give me Joker. You're not going to give me Riddler. None of the iconic characters. It was, it was anarchy and pig and Mr. Toad and like it was, it was, it just was generated for more of a teenage. Yes. If, um, if, if you young had adult. just discovered Batman and Robin, the villains that were in those books were the villains that were in this show. Which would have been great. Which would, it would have themed well for DC. However, for Cartoon Network, that's, that's, that's almost a- unairable. That's not interesting to them. Right. True. So if you're going to give me Batman, you got to give me Joker. You got to give, give me, the, you got to give me the icons. Right. You got to give me the icons. And they didn't do that. And so Cartoon Network balked because they were basically Warner Brothers expected that Cartoon Network was going to say, yeah, sure, give us all of it. We're not going to look at it. We're not going to test it. Just give it to us. And so instead, the two choices that basically were on the table were to take the four new shows or to cancel all of it. So they canceled all of it. And then the problem. Where the Bat did air, didn't it? Uh, Where the Bat did air, they, they were contractually obligated to finish it. So they did finish it, but it was like late at night. Like you, I set my DVR to record it. And then one morning I woke up and it was three in the morning and my DVR was recording like four things. It was all Beware the Bat on Cartoon Network. They literally just shoved it in on like. Yeah, so these actually, I've never, ever seen I actually it. have the DVDs. I want to watch it. Yeah, I'm going to give, I'll give them to you. It's, it's an interesting show. Bring it to me. If you just watch it in and of itself and don't expect to see, like it's totally different. It really is. I'm, it's I'm a different it's cartoon. Totally different. And so what actually happened there is, is that, and then with Avengers, the problem was Avengers kills the shows around it. Yeah, because everyone would turn off afterwards. Right. We don't watch uh, My Little Pony. We don't watch Hot Wheel Weight Racers, things like that. And so we would tune into Disney XD at two in the afternoon to watch Avengers because that was when it was airing on Sundays. And then, and then we would turn it off. And what would happen is you build viewers all day long. And then when something airs that they don't like, they turn it off. So they were building up all their viewers, 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 viewers. Then Avengers comes on and the girls and the kids don't watch it. So they turn it off. We turn it on. We don't watch what comes after. They don't come back. So Avengers XD basically would kill any lineup it was in. And And so they they came out with another Avengers. They did. And that's essentially, that's essentially just Disney flexing its muscle on Disney XD. Which it wasn't bad. No, it's it's a good cartoon. Not as good is, as the other one. The problem is Disney XD doesn't want to air it. Disney XD doesn't want to air any of these cartoons. But Disney XD started airing Guardians of the Galaxy. But they, again, they don't want to. They no, don't, they don't want to, but they kind of have to. They kind of have to because Disney says here, here right. Uh, actually, famously, Tron. Yeah, there's my first one. Tron, the cartoon that was on Disney XD, the, the film company had self made it itself, thinking it was going to help build the the legacy and the franchise and all that. Yeah. Self, self-produced self it, put it on Disney XD because it was all paid for. They basically came to Disney XD and said, hey, here's a cartoon finished. And Disney XD said, okay, we'll air it. Sure. Cost them zero dollars. They still didn't ask for a second season. Wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> rough. Yeah, and I think... DC's got it going on with connecting all their movies and releasing them. Absolutely, because well, it builds in continuation. Always audience. interesting, but a lot of things that I like, you guys know about them. But a lot of my friends, like I tell them, like, oh yeah, there's the new uh, Teen Titans vs Justice League movie coming out. And they're like, what? I've never heard of this. And they're like, a lot of those movies aren't in like the very public eye, so I feel like a lot of people miss out on them. There's definitely a big audience for them, and they're they're definitely profitable. Well, the other thing is they're not, them. and I love walking down Walmart and just seeing them on the aisles. Though. They're yeah, not. They're not so PG. Cool. They're PG thirteen, right? No, they're they're and they're the, definitely the next one coming out, which will be the Killing Joke, right? That's actually the first rated, rated R. R cartoon, the first Disney or the first DC rated R cartoon but ever even produced. If you look on Netflix, if you look on Netflix right now, DC is owning. They're yes. like they're everywhere. On two there. different Batman cartoons on Netflix. There's I've, I think like three different Justice League cartoons. The last on there. Marvel thing I watched was Planet Hulk, and that was like a year ago. Yeah, Planet Hulk uh, and the Agents of Smash. Essentially, they are doing. They are owning Saturday Morning Marvel, but they have given up the movie game, and I think they have the best movie material. They got, they, there's so many different storylines that you know there's never going to be made until like a cinematic movie that they could do in 
Like, how did they not do Age of Ultron? Like, the actual Age of Ultron from comics, with the time travel and all that. They did the Young Avengers and touched on Age of Ultron. Right, but how do you not do an actual, literally, Wolverine kills Hank Pym, and then has to go back and kill Wolverine to stop Wolverine from killing Hank Pym, Age of Ultron story? I don't know. And then time breaks. We'll we'll pitch that. We should pitch that. In a couple weeks. (laughs) All right, so we've got the segment. This has kind of run its course. We're kind of wound down. Joey Savage pitch Marvel Cartoon. Is that pitch Marvel cartoons at people? No, we're we're talking pitch Marvel comics. Yeah, but we're talking about episode ten of Nerd Thug Radio. You mean Uh, you mean the the grand special? The grand especial. Especial with queso. You know, I never order the special at restaurants. Me either. You do it. Ah, I have a couple times. Where do I? Dickies. Always get you always get the weekly special. I do get the daily special. I do sometimes because they'll have like a awesome fajita special going on. But other than that, I really don't. Like when I go somewhere and they offer me the special, Um, I always. Would you like to um, see the special today? We have a pretty creme brulee. No, I'm good. Just when give I, me the grilled cheese. Well, see, and I worked at Macaroni Grill, and occasionally they would offer specials. Uh, once every couple of weeks, they would have a special, and and essentially what it would come down to is they're testing new product. But they would always have it written on the board, and we would always are supposed to pitch it when we would go to the tables. Well, I guess every time I go to Buffalo Wild Wings, I get the special sixty cent boneless wing Thursdays. That's a special. Okay. I get it every All time. Right. Okay, like so, a savage, like a savage. But, but almost nobody would ever take me up on it when I would pitch it at the tables. It's, and it's, I think it also it's, grows it's almost, great. It's almost a natural response. Mind. It's kind of like when you go to a fast food, they're like, "Oh, would you like to try the new uh, curly fried burger?" And you're like, oh, "No, no thanks. yeah, no, 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 jack with cheese, no pickles." Right. I know what I want, dude. That's why I'm here. Get out of here. And I think that's that's probably ninety percent of what it is. Is people already know what they want, and then also there's always the people who order off menu, which always comes. The secret menu. The secret menu. Oh man, when I go to Torchy's Tacos, I secret menu all day, every day. You do love the Torchy's. It was only okay. My experience was not overwhelming. You know, I read an article this week. I'm going to say this, and then we're going to go out to a break. Right. They did the top 10 taco places in all of America. Say that three times fast. Top 10 taco places. Top 10 taco places. Top 10 taco places. <laughs> Torchy's Tacos, number one. Really? Wow. Holla, take us out of the break. You got to take me there. I will take you there. Take me there. As soon as you graduate high school, I'll take you to Torchy's Taco. Why is it going to be a high school? I don't know, because I'm busy this weekend. He's graduating next weekend. I'm out of town the next weekend. Torchy's Taco the next weekend. Okay, there you go. And we're out. All right, guys. Let me tell you about one of my good friends and a longtime fan and supporter of the show, Wrecker Mike. He's a good friend, and he, he takes care of me every time I've had myself in a bit of trouble, and he can help you guys out, too. Whether you simply locked your keys in your car, or God forbid you get in a car accident or something, and you, or you want to try and just save some money on a deductible, or you've had too much to drink, and you just don't want to mess with the DUI or even run the chance of getting one, Wrecker Mike can help you out. You want to give him a call at 281-830-5819. That's 281-830-5819. Wrecker Mike, he's my friend, and trust me, when you need him, you want him to be your friend, too. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music, where there's still time to buy ads for the month of May. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio! Talking nerdy! We have liftoff. Can you stop now? That's like my intro music, like... Oh, wowza. It's like, if you think Michael J. Fox in a cool 1980s movie... That's the, that's the music that would like. Speaking of Michael J. Fox, I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Yes, you're not even a segue. <laughs> you are the master of the worst segues <laughs> ever. Like every episode leading up to this, I've been really good at segues. So Have like, you? you know what? Yeah, because you're you've been at least okay. You're like, oh. you haven't been this bad. You're like, oh, that was a good one. So this episode, I decide, you know what? I'm going to segue as horrible as possible. <laughs> like you're going to pick the one worst thing. Yeah. Remember that one time you said, and? We're getting to the next section. Let's, <laughs> and let's go to the and next one. Let's move on. That's actually, uh, today I was listening to the ESPN radio. 
I love ESP Radio. And I was Do you love it to, enough to marry it? No, I don't marry inanimate objects that aren't physical. Uh, you're not from Europe. Right. Okay. So Ryan Rossillo and uh, Danny Cannell have their own radio show. Is that and, Danny Cannell, Florida football Danny Cannell? Florida football Danny Cannell. Uh, all right. And they actually do some funny stuff with him where they talk about like his past and how he was yep. kind of a pretty boy and quarterback and stuff. It's, it's, it's a good show. It's a, fun, it's a fun listen. However, they were talking about a serious topic. They were talking about Baylor and the, the rape different stuff. The rape stuff going on up in Baylor. And so they had to get out of that and go to an ad. And Ryan Rosillo just goes, so there's really no segue whatsoever that's appropriate here. So I'm just going to go ahead and leave it alone. And then he just dumps out into the ad. <laughs> He's speaking of no way to segue. Right. <laughs> so, I've got a riddle. You want to hear it? I, I do. I just uh, remember this riddle in my head as we were going into here. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. You're going to screw this up. No, no, no. I'm not. Like I do all the time? Yeah, yes. he screws up everything. <laughs> That's the meanest thing anyone's Thanks. Really you appreciate it. You're welcome. It's right. called self esteem. I love you. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Alright, riddle time. Ready? Here we go. There's 30 cows in a field. Okay. 28 chickens. How many cows ate? 30. You said 28 chickens, so 20. Corey, ding, ding, ding. There we go. Boom. Nico goes, oh, 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 oh. See? He screws up everything. Back of the bus. Back, back of the, the bus. bus. Back, back to the bus, y'all. On okay. The bus. Remember that crisscross? Man, you know what was cool about crisscross? There's that segue. Whoa. Nothing. <laughs> they were like close backwards, so did I in like fourth grade. Did you? I would yeah. get in trouble all the time in school. They'll never know how ridiculous that was. <laughs> I'm not even going to explain what it was. How ridiculous... Was the ROC this weekend at Space Cadets? Man, uh, when, when you when you come straight last place, ooh, that good. All right, so yeah. Team Nerd Thug showed up to Space Cadets, Cadets Space Cadets, Ridge, Space City, and we all played. And so there was a little bit of an expectation that we would do well. Uh, there was another event in Austin, and so a lot of the top players had already signed up for that event before the dates for this were. But released. There were still some top players that showed up to Space Cadets. However, the field was wide open. This was this so was a we thought when we showed up we were really like okay I don't see too many names that we know we feel like we got a good running here I knew probably half the people in the building right so so there's, a, there's at least a good chance that we're going to wind up on the good side of things we felt very confident we hit a, we liked our team we hadn't played tested as much as we should no we really we talk about hero clicks all the time but we never play I can test. never get DLG to come play test with me. I'm a busy man. No, you're I'm not. Busy man. You're I'm all over the world. Busy. I'm running spy operations. You're not that busy. So, DLG, how did you do this last weekend at uh, ROC? In I, was, I went one and three. Nico, how'd you do? One and three with a buy win. Hey. I went two and two. So I represented for uh, Team Nerdtha. Congratulations. So this was really the first time that I've ever played an event where, in two of my matches, as I set up my pieces, I saw no path to victory. This was a very frustrating event for me in that sense. Um, a lot of these pieces are going to be retired soon, so it's not necessarily that relevant anymore. Except that second round. Yeah. But let me just say this. Before I transition, I hate the power batteries. I, <laughs> I freaking hate those things. They're inexpensive. Yeah, they're not and, a lot of points. And that, oh, that is, so, that's, the, that's the kind of thing with refresh. They're not that expensive. They do so much. No, no but just can't be expensive. If you yeah. look at the Book of Skulls, which was my favorite, Th- you're getting up like, into the 40 range, plus you need split lip with it, so that's 60 points of your squad. The Phoenix Force is 42 points. If you go full up. So, I mean, they can get expensive. But the power battery, not so much. So, before we talk about some different matches and some, some things points. we saw, since, Nico, you were in last place... I guess. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the team you ran? So Before uh, Nico starts, he is a big fan of not running resources. Correct. He's very anti-resource. Anti-resource. Uh, I've built a lot of teams with resources, but I've never played them. 
and uh, I don't know. They're just I feel I feel like they're they're a part of the game that I think is a necessary evil, but I really just don't like the way they play. That's just my personal thing. I'm probably an idiot and lose everything because of that. So I ran a uh, complete stealth team, which is the worst team ever. Never play this team. It was <laughs> Caliban, Storm, Morlock, two Morlocks, A Bomb, and Vanisher. They all have stealth top dial. Storm gets a free smoke cloud, so everyone's in hiding. It doesn't matter because the worst piece in the game, Nick Fury. Uh, so little sidebar: uh, me and Nico drew each other in round two. Of course we do because we play. We play each other. We haven't played each other in two tournaments, and that's it. We've gone to like four at least. So we've been in like four or five big tournaments, and we usually draw some and combination. There's usually of ourselves. three of us. Our buddy Brian Lumen um, is also a team nerd thug member. He's usually there. In some form or fashion, we all end up playing. Somebody plays somebody at least once. Per yes. So, Nico, me and you played uh, round two. How long did that game match? Uh, like How long did that game last? Ten minutes. Probably four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so, DLG, what, what squad did you roll with? So, I rolled... Oh, man, I'm drawing a... I rolled the Phoenix Force. I did roll Phoenix Force. Did you just shot your team out? Yeah, me? go ahead, because I literally am I'm drawing a blank You rolled right the now. Phoenix Force. You Doc Ock. Doc Ock, the LE. With Vanisher. With Vanisher. You rolled Cold Cast, Scrambler, and you Bizarro. rolled Bizarro. Bizarro. 25. Yeah. So, I, I read a lot of things that were kind of, in theory, in my mind, played out really strongly. And in the one match where everything went perfect, I won. I defeated uh, an L.E. Krang who used two Colossals. And I think, personally, Colossals are going to be the new throwaway points. When you've got an odd value of points at the end well, of your build. I'll just say this. Entities have been a big deal in competitive play. And most of them, except for, like, three. There's Eclipso. There's Eclipso, Proteus, Braniac, and Jocasta. And Proteus isn't a, a straight. He's actually a draining. A draining one. And he only gives you plus one stats. Right. Which, I mean, you don't actually really have to good. choose powers. But he also can drain you. Right. And then you've you got uh, Night Lantern Prime. Who can do some Amalgam stuff? But so five. For, but for twenty five points, was it twenty five or fifteen? These colossals. The colossals are only fifteen. Fifteen, depending depending on which one. You you stick them in the back. Twenty. The atom is fifteen. So basically, the thing on these colossals is they're colossal figures. They're pretty big. They're fifteen points. You just sit them in the back. They can't attack anybody unless they attack via their colossal retaliation. Correct. Power. At their lowest point value, they only have one hit left on their dial. However, they have a power there called colossal retaliation. So what happens is you go in. And you hit or kill one of their characters, their their colossal figure now gets to basically move across the map for free, position next to the hitter, and then do an attack against the hitter on their next turn. And not only not only against the hitter, everyone usually within a, an area of effect. Correct. So, so if you have like one guy surrounded by like a bunch of support, he's just going to smash all of them. Right. So when I use my vanisher to carry my whole team up and do an attack, well, when they colossal retaliate, my whole team is but- now. A target. But round one, it worked out well for exactly. me. Exactly. I, I, with, I survived the impact of the colossal retaliations and I took out their, their alpha attacker, leaving only support pieces and I just cleaned up after that. Which Full is sweep funny of the because board. I went two and two and I lost to the same guy. The same guy you beat. And that guy actually made it top eight. So he his team was eight. very good. Very nice guy, by the way. Great. great awesome player. guy. Really nice guy. So this guy played. Like, Can we say his name? Do you remember his name? Okay, we're I, jerks. I we're horrible. I want to say I'm bad at memorizing names. I know their faces, though. He played um, Crane from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is one of the super rares. And Justin like. Seifert. Played Justin Seifert from uh, Avengers Assemble. Brimstone. Brimstone. The Adam. Adam. He and played, then he had a couple ID cards. For played him. the orange, yeah. orange Battery, and then he also played one of the entities on Crane. Crane. So the team that I rolled, I rolled a... Parallax on Crane, that's what I mean. Yeah. I rolled uh, Nick F- Balls of Fury. Balls of Fury Nick is Balls the worst. Of Fury. Him, My uh, least favorite piece in the game. I had him possessed by Parallax. I rolled Black Panther from the Captain America Civil War um, Gravity Feed. 
Okay. And then I played the Phoenix Force on both of them. And then I also played Senator Robert Kelly. Robert Kelly basically picks a... Picks a keyword. Picks a keyword at the beginning of, of your turn. And those characters can't ignore pushing damage um, for the rest of the game. That's pretty good. And if they take him out, then they get to heal one click. That's not pretty, even, not that's even pretty good. The drawback is one click. Like, one right. click. So I went two and two. Um, my first round, I listen. Every big tournament I play in, you can't. Run. First round, no. First round, I always draw one of the top players <laughs> in the, <laughs> the tournament. Not even, not even. No, we're not talking like all oh, top players in like the city or the, like country. Like yeah. these are some of the so best the first guy I rolled up against was a uh, guy from named Zach Coffee who ended up after all four rounds of Swiss was in first place. Nice. He played Kyle Rayner, Nighthawk Prime, possessed by Ion, and the Green Battery. And Such honestly, a, that was a brutal team. It was a very that. brutal team. He played on a good map, but I did miss a few Mystics clicks to give to him. And I really feel like I beat myself in that match. He didn't beat me. That's frustrating. That's frustrating. That's the frustrating part about that match. I had put the, no, the magic fragment on Black Panther. So very early on in the match, he hit my Black Panther. I forgot to trigger the Mystics. And whenever my characters died, he had one click left on his Kyle Rayner. And had I triggered the Mystics, he would have been gone. Been gone. And I already got him past the stop click. I hit him, got him past the stop click, so wasn't worried about that anymore. So that was my fault. I, uh, I misplayed it. Yeah, you got congratulations it. to Zach Coffee. He didn't win the tournament, but he did finish, I believe, third place. And not then, bad, not uh, bad. I played Nico second, beat him about four and a half minutes. Just absolutely brutalized. I mean, I just life. destroyed him. One one important thing to know about the Snake Fury is that he completely ignores hindering, elevation, and characters. And characters. So and if he gets a bonus to shoot your strongest character, and then he also has a range of nine. So legitimately my whole team, he just he 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 walked into the middle of the map and said I didn't even get in the middle of the map. No, not you. The first guy I played just walked in the middle of the map and he goes, Okay. Now you have nowhere to go because there's like three things of blocking and like I mean, my whole team's like six figures. Yeah. So then he just he just blew me back after that. So the true sniper style. The third team I played was the guy you played with Krang, and he he, he killed me. He one shot at my Nick Fury, which orange, is your main guy. Yeah, with that orange battery, he took away stuff. There wasn't much I could do. I did have an opportunity late in the game with Black Panther to possibly kill Krang or even you know take away most of his stuff, and I missed my role. But that guy played very well that game. And then game four, I played a guy who played um, Super Scroll. Okay. With uh, the Indigo battery, and, which is pretty solid. And then he also played uh, Mr. Mizzaplik, or Mizzy as we like to call him. The Miz. And uh, Despotellus. So with this blue Indigo battery, basically, you can't target characters within four squares. So it took away my nine square range with Nick Fury, but right. we didn't care. We just came up balls to the wall and just started smacking him around. Beat him about 10, 15 minutes. Super nice guy. Uh, you can really These tell are though. 40 minute rounds, by the way. Yeah, Joey's rounds are 45 sweeping minutes. Sweeping us up with like 10 yeah. minutes. <laughs> hey, the games I won, I swept. The games I lost, eh. well, the first game I played went almost the time. We were within like the last five minutes when I went. None first. of my matches went time. But um, none of my matches they were over in like ten seconds. Other than that, oh, you know what? That's not true. That's not true. I like it. It was it was fun, and I took away from the fact that I didn't get outplayed. I beat myself. You lost to you lost to your own mistake. Like I, which which would be frustrating. See, to me, it it is frustrating, but it just makes me realize, man, if you just pay a little bit more attention, you're gonna you're gonna come out you're gonna come out on top, right? Not as much as just getting completely outplayed and be like, dude, do I even know how to play this game? Right. You know, it was more of I could have won, but I messed up myself. There are two matches that I played, like I said, where as we lined up in the very beginning, I, I honestly. 
So which which were those two matches? Okay, so, so the one, first one you did very well. First one I did very well. I was feeling pretty good because I got all the points. I swept the board. So it was a 300-point win, which actually put me at the very top, and I played um, the gentleman who wore the glasses, played the two Corianders. You played um, Austin. Yes. So he Phoenix forced two Corianders, two Corianders as well Coriander as Coriander Ellie's. Uh, as well as possess them. One with Brainiac and one with uh, a warlike entity. Yes. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I am. And so essentially what happens is when you use the outsider team ability, you can't modify its Red Hood their values. It's Red Hood and Outlaw ATA, is that what he used? Uh, no, no it's Outsiders. Outsiders team. Uh, okay. And then he also used the Outsiders team of ATA, which is... The Red Hood, it's the Outlaws ATA. That might be, it might be, yeah, because they're Outsiders outlaws. too. You're right, you're right. Outlaws ATA. The Outlaws ATA is that... Uh, your highest point figure can't draw lines of fire. They can to, target them, just they can't. They can't draw lines of fire to uh, the characters who play that team ability. So what that does is my Doc Ock has giant reach. However, giant reach now requires line of fire. It didn't originally when they first made it, but now that they've modified the ruling on that, you now need line of fire with giant reach to to hit. So suddenly my Doc Ock had to be adjacent to attack. Which kind of hurts here. Kind of hurts me. Also, without being able to modify things, uh, I had some perplexes and stuff that now we're not, uh, I wasn't able to do. And then because he well, was... It pos- stopped you, but it just stopped him. Well, no, it stopped me as well. I can't perplex down. Uh, so, I mean, I can perplex up, but I guess it's the same thing. But I like to perplex down. It's just a habit. Um, but also, because they were possessed separately, you can't outwit those possessions. Right. Definitely. So, So they were giving defensive powers from characters not on the map. So all of a sudden... My scrambler can't get through all the defenses. Yep. And all of a sudden, my outwit from Doc Ock isn't as effective. Also, yeah, Doc Ock can't draw a line of fire, so he can't outwit. Um, so it just kind of, it was a hard handicap against my team build. However, I was almost able to take one of the two Corianders off the map. I think if I'd have done that, that would have changed things. Also, in tournament play, that would have been the first time in the entire history of Heroclix I've defeated a Coriander piece. Ooh. I've played Phil, you SOB, <laughs> numerous times. And he uh, regularly would play a coriander on a squad because they're very efficient for the points. Yep. Uh, and they do a lot of tank. they do a lot of things. I have taken a coriander out, by the way. Uh, they're just, never, I've never played I've never, a coriander. I've never been able I've to. I've only handle. played it once. It's uh, a tough. It's a tough piece. Check it out. Super Scroll has always been. My, I hate Super Scroll. Has always been my kryptonite, and I took one out this tournament, so I take that away as a win. Yeah. So my second team that I played against that I felt was like it the uh, the Green Lantern one. It was the Green Lantern one. So Green Lantern Kingdom Come, one hundred and seventy points. Has a trait when you play. Well, he doesn't have the trait, but when you play with Sinestro Core, Sinestro Core has a trait that anyone of lesser point value that's attacking a higher point figure minus two to their stats. So uh, the Green Lantern has a defense printed of twenty. Plus, he has the Kingdom Come two ability, which you, you cannot can't outwit, outwit or modify. You, you can't really touch his defense at all. Right. Well, you can't outwit any of his abilities. So all of a sudden, Scrambler is thirty points of useless with useless. no offense to it, and Doc Ock's outwit is now useless. Also. All of my attacks are now minus two. Now, my highest attackers were 11 and 10s. So now you're down to 9 and 8. On 9 and 20. 8. Trying to hit a 20. That's pretty rough. Which meant I had to crit Did you hit, hit him at all? No. He actually crit missed an attack and gave himself a click of damage. Ooh. That was the only click of damage I actually did in the match. Because he, he played a Green Lantern with the Sinestro Power Battery with Mitzelplitz and Despotellus. And he just kept Mitzelplitz and Despotellus back until we got into the fight. And then they kind of flanked around in the rear. And right in the rear. Essentially, it went right in the rear. It was a. It was a pretty much a pretty just. They just rolled me. It was a. It was a very interesting match. Uh, it's you, here's the thing. You don't get mad at people for playing better teams than you or better pieces than you. You really don't because that's just part of the game. Part of the game is part just of the game is you build up. your team 
and it just comes down to who you match up against. Exactly. And these like, are just things I match up badly I really against. feel like had I not faced that Crane team, I might have done better. Like, I probably could have gone 3-1. I played a team that was kind of – and the guy even told me. He said, I built this team specifically to go against Nick Furies. You yeah. I mean, you can't do anything about that. Yeah. I mean, what do you do? Well, that's the thing is we've all built teams to avoid things, and sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Like, he's fortunate to have faced you because I built an anti-Nick Fury team where all four characters were equal point value – I had ways to quickly move up the map. I had ways to get into a Nick Fury's face. And, and I went four rounds and didn't play a single Nick Fury. Same thing. The last ROC SQ we played at. Super Qualifier. Super Qualifier. I built a team against Nighthawk Prime. Didn't see it all didn't day. Didn't see one all day out of 60 people. I think Nighthawk Prime is perhaps the most overpowered meta piece that will still be in play. He's going to be even... I, I, I still have to say Nick Fury because he just says no to everything. And right. that's there's how, I mean, there's no counter, there's no ignore, there's just a no, you can't use it, which is frustrating. But no, you can't use a power, which is not a trait. Right. Like if a trait just says... But even, 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 even if stuff like the Kingdom Come piece that uh, Corey was talking about earlier... That thing he's got, he's, he's got the, the game computing ability where you can't outweigh his powers, you can't counter, you can just go, sorry, can't use your defense, and then blow him back because he only has like six clicks. Right, but we talked about this. You personally are upset because you got your butt kicked by Nick Fury's this no, time, even, so now you I, know the Fury. Coming into this tournament, you would have said three words about Nick Fury. No, uh, he's been real um, anti-Nick Fury. Already. I've been anti-Nick Fury. He calls him the cancer. But Nighthawk, literally for 60 points, you prevent the entire other team from being able to modify their, their numbers and to be able to modify your numbers. Yeah, so my first matchup against Nighthawk Prime, he puts Ion on him. So now this 60-point Nighthawk Prime all of a sudden gets impervious, gets well, that's, that's, plus that's, one that's, buffs. That, that's the entities for you. Plus, well, I mean, I'm playing Nick Fury, so when I target his Kyle Rayner, I... I put the Cyclops on him for range combat expert. I no longer can use that. I no longer get the buffs for a target in the highest point figure. Right. It, it, it makes it tough. It's I think it's going to be even. It's going to be even better because the entities and the batteries are now gone. Most so a lot of those the, that gave you buffs and stuff aren't there. So I mean, the only way you can get I think buffs I think now I is, think the really the best part about the new entities is that they're not as they're not as overwhelming. They're not just a twenty five point. Hey, now I have impervious and you know eleven attack on like a ten point like a. You, 50 point, think, think of 50 point Colossus. Like, that figure's really good. He's got invincible top click and you can use him. He's 18 defense and he's like just a beast. But like, you can put like Joe Costa on him and like, that's like his, his best option coming into the new modern era. But like, you could literally pick anyone and be like, okay, yeah, if I'm playing also a battery with it, now he's a core, now he gets plus one stats, now I get to add one. Yeah, I do like what they did with Jocasta, given the, where you have to have a limit. It, she puts, it puts a limit on You have to her. share a keyword with it. Yeah, um, and then there's also some cool stuff they did with Brainiac and, and all the other ones. Where they're not, not. They're not nearly. They're not. I feel like they're not nearly as powerful because they don't have the backing of the battery. But I do still feel like Nighthawk. I think that Nighthawk Prime is going to become a pretty relevant. He's going to become even see, better. Yeah, you're going to see him in probably 40 percent of builds at major oh, events because he's so cheap. And he's, Sixty some odd points, and what he does is affects the entire field of play. This is what I've always talked about is. If something only affects a range, like the thing with Nick Fury is, yes, he ignores the power, but it's only within nine, and it's only when he's shooting. And I got one shotted right. by Crane. Right. That, so there are ways around You can one shot him. Yes, exactly. Exactly, because he's only six clicks. There are ways around Nick Fury. You just charge up and hit him with a heavy or an ultra heavy with a guy who's pretty, with a Wonder Man. You do seven damage, Nick Fury gone. However, if you pick up an ultra heavy and you go to Nighthawk Prime, you still hit for four. The, no, the object's you, irrelevant. No, uh, no, it's not irrelevant because you're now adjacent to him, so. 
You can, yeah, you, can you can buff it. It's it's when you're when you're not. You can't it. modify combat values unless you're adjacent to Nighthawk Prime. So you so can, with super straight. Well, maybe I was maybe I was get maybe I was doing range combat expert because I was about to say I was shooting at somebody. I was I was doing an attack yeah. on Nighthawk Prime in a previous tournament. If you get next to him with close combat expert or uh, even a, a perplex, a perplex, or you have an object, you now get the buffs. Okay. All right. That I did not realize, but I still also think you're still gonna, just for sixty points to be able to affect the entire field of play. Change. So shape change is definitely a power I hate to see. You, 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 the way you, the way rolls go for you, I, oh, can, I understand that. You so need, you need battle radio, theory in your life. Nerd Thug Radio <laughs> with a combined. I went two and two. You went one, one and three, three, and one and three, and one and three. So you guys went two and six. Mm-hmm. So we went four and eight. We're betting five hundred at this last event, but we will be back because. There is a that's super not five hundred. That's third. That's 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 thirty three percent. Four divided by eight. It's not four divided. It's four and eight. So out of twelve matches, we won four. We won a third of our matches. Oh, you're oh we did twelve. Yeah, I did that yeah. Wrong. You did that wrong. You win. You have the associates. I don't. But hey, <laughs> at Comic Palooza coming up in June, there is a super qualifier. Being We're going to be in that on a Saturday. In that, we moment. will be there. If you have a badge, you play for free. True. So true. watch out because here out. we come. It'd be nice to meet you guys too. Yes, it will yeah. be nice. Uh, yeah. Also, if you see us at uh, at Space City Con, we will be more than likely wearing our awesome Nerd Thug Radio T-shirt. Yes, we will. If you see us, say hi. We're gonna be we're gonna be doing stuff. We're gonna be having a good time there. Uh, so hopefully, we're gonna enjoy that. Coming up, we're gonna go to a break, and when we come back, we're gonna do a little go into the bullpen. Go into the bullpen. In Tap the show. In the wrist. Bring in Tap the lefty. The Bring in the lefty. All right, guys. Let me tell you about one of my good friends and a longtime fan and supporter of the show, Wrecker Mike. He's a good friend, and he he takes care of me every time I've had myself in a bit of trouble, and he can help you guys out, too. Whether you simply locked your keys in your car, or God forbid you get in a car accident or something, or you want to try and just save some money on a deductible, or you've had too much to drink, and you just don't want to mess with the DUI or even run the chance of getting one, Wrecker Mike can help you out. You want to give him a call at 281-830-5819. That's 281-830-5819. Wrecker Mike, he's my friend, and trust me, when you need him, you want him to be your friend, too. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music, where there's still time to buy ads for the month of May. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio, still on the Money Green Music, home of the throwbacks. We hadn't said it yet. Wanted to get in there. This, This segment... We're calling it Back to the Bullpen. My name is Captain Joey Savage. We're here with the Joey Savage. Your name is... Corey DLG. And we'll let you pick your own name this time. Oh, I'm the Rolling Rock. Nico. <sighs> the Rolling Rock. I actually Nico. was going to call him the Rolling Stone. The Rolling Stone? Yeah. Pretty good one. That's what would have been better, but, you know, we let him pick his own. And, and he rolling rolling rock. This rolling, rolling, rolling He ruins everything. <sighs> Why do you... Bring me down, man. Bring yeah, I know, down. right? It's <laughs> called self-esteem. Down. Take me down. To, right. to quote, it's called self-esteem. Yes. So, Let's come from within. Down. Come from within. True, okay. true, true. So, DL Jizzle. <laughs> DL Jizzle. That was my uh, my adult <laughs> industry name. Yeah. Back in the day. <laughs> Back in the day. Edit that out. College was expensive. All right, um, so, so. Tell us about this segment that you dreamed up. Alright, so this, like we talked about this earlier, this started out of the conversation of you wanted to kind of talk about our, our, the different cool ideas we've had in the past, almost to kind of recertify our nerdiness here, just establish that. I've had a lot of cool ideas. Right, and there's things we wanted to do. We've tried to get Twice. into like creative, you know, other ventures before. Uh, we've, uh, I've self-published a comic book before. Uh, I actually have self-pub, uh, self-published a short story, uh, The Wilson House. Check it out on Amazon.com. I've self-published a book of poems. There you go. But I did not know this. It, Hasn't gone well. Oh, yeah. I think one of those like coffee side books. Oh, okay. Then I was like 18. Um, 
I used to have a copy, but I don't know where I went. But I digress. Wait, there's <laughs> only one copy of it? No, no, no. no. I, oh. like, I, I published it and I got a copy. Oh, yeah. I guess it really wasn't self-publishing because there was a company who did it. So... So you got a book published. A, a book of poems. You published a book of poems? I didn't know this. Yeah, you learn something new every yeah, day. Yeah, we should... Where, where can we get some of these copies? I want yeah, we should get at least one to put the uh, microphone on so that it's yeah. level. Just no, we'll just use these yeah. uh, stack of trades here. <laughs> Captain America on We don't top. have to read it. We could just use it to hold the microphone. Captain America and exactly. the Falcon on top. So, coming out of this, you said, you know, let's talk about some more creative ventures. I said, okay, well, we should do that. We should we should definitely pimp ourselves a little bit. But instead of talking about some stuff that we've done that we could be stolen from us because we're not established enough yet. Yep, true. Let's go ahead and play with other people's toys. Let's let's invade the other sandboxes. I like so it. Let's pitch some ideas to each other. Let's let's just have some fun. If we were the writers of different characters, different titles, whatever we want to do here. So, I'm going to pitch to you first. Okay. I got one. All right. So, what is your first... I, I, I'm the editor of Marvel DC Image. You're the editor of Marvel and DC Image. Okay. okay so, I'm going Marvel because I don't like DC so much. Okay. All right. Unless they get rid of all the X-Men. Probably don't tell me that when I'm the DC editor, but, but go on. I'm, I feel like I'm talking to the Marvel editor. Okay. Right? All right. Okay. So, how about the Image one? And you're just like, I really like Marvel. Uh, DC's kind of lame. <laughs> yeah. You're kind of cool, I you, guess. You are. You thanks are. For, thanks for the Walking Dead. So, they tried this a few years ago. All right. So, you're rehashing? So, I'm, I'm rehashing a bit. Okay. So a few years ago, they tried this series called Nick Fury's Howling Commandos. Okay. And it was Such kind of like name. the paranormal sect of S.H.I.E.L.D. All right. Okay, so I've been watching a lot of the um, original X-Files TV shows lately. And uh, so that's in the back of my mind. And the TV show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is also doing very well. So I want, I'm going to pause you right there. Yes. Have you heard the quotes coming out of the last uh, major con? Uh, the girl who plays Sky, uh, I believe her name's Chloe Bennett. Is that yep. her name? Her name is Chloe Bennett. She, she plays Daisy Sky. She actually went pretty hard into paint at Marvel. Yeah, saying they don't care too much about the TV universe. Right. Well, if you think about it, there's only two shows. Just one. At this point. Just one now because they just axed uh, Agent Carter. Agent Carter, which really has been a season to season. Every season was self-contained. Story. Yeah, it was just kind of a filler for Agents of Shield. I mean, it was but a cool thing. They also balked at the idea of a Agents of Shield spinoff, Bob, with featured Bobby Morse as Mockingbird, Mockingbird and uh, the guy who played her little boyfriend, Bobby Morse. That's actually her character's name. Uh, Adrian Palanica. Yeah, Adrian. She yeah. was in the G.I. Joe movies. Which she was. Also. She's so beautiful. Okay. She's gorgeous. So, what I want to do with this comic yes. is I want to hash in with... I want to take a stab at Universal. So, Universal is starting to build this, like, movie paranormal studio. movie studio. Yeah. This, like, they're going to try to go their own shared universe with, like, uh, Dracula, Jekyll and Hyde, and all the old The old monsters. Yes. So, I want to take a stab at them. So, like, every Halloween movie forever. Yeah. Well, basically the old classic monsters. They're trying to build their own stuff in. So, and like so, Hotel Transylvania 3? <laughs> no. So, I want to bulk off of Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the paranormal, because right now, paranormal, everyone's really digging into. Yeah, supernatural. And create a new comic been. line. Where it targets the S.H.I.E.L.D. paranormal team. Team. Can I get Frankenstein as an agent? No, because that tried once, it didn't work out. Correct. Uh, So I've got three characters in mind that I want to use. Actually, four. Okay. Okay, four characters. So Jimmy Woo. That is one. Okay. I want Jimmy Woo on the team. All right. Jimmy Woo came in with Agents of Atlas. Yeah, they brought him back. And they brought him back. And he also, well, he died in, um, oh. he was killed. You know, I wrote this down, down in my notes. He was killed by Doc Sampson. Oh. Because Jimmy Woo found out the real identity of the Red Hulk. So the Doc Sampson killed Jimmy Woo. But as we know in comics, no, no death is really dead. But I like the character Jimmy Woo. Plus he's Asian American. So that brings in some minority uh, to, the, to the team. 
And also, I want to bring in Blade. Okay. Blade, I want to deputize Blade. All right. Make him a member of, of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Um, two other characters. So they do, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has their own comic as well. I know this. They do. Mm-hmm. And so they just introduced... It's based on the TV show, essentially. Ba- loosely based on the TV show. Interesting. I want to pull I want to pull that Sky character out because she is such a great character Truly. in the show. In the show, she is an Inhuman. So we're also going to bring some Inhuman to our, our S.H.I.E.L.D. team. We're okay. We're going to have that female presence. We're going to have that tech-savvy. Okay. Uh, somewhat of a leader as They've well. They've brought me to Friendster. She's almost like... Friendster. So she's becoming on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the TV show, the new Maria Hill. So in the comics, Maria Hill at some point becomes leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's a big deal. But in the movie, in the TV, not as big as the comics. Correct. I, th- I feel like Daisy is kind of taking that, that role in the TV show. Okay. So I want to bring that character into my squad. And I also want to bring back a character, Clay Quartermain, because he was on the original uh, Howling Commando team as the leader. Okay. So we got four established characters. And then we can always create a couple new ones because who doesn't like to create new characters? Right. And this team will basically just go through different storylines where they're targeting or going after some classic iconic characters. You've got Dracula. Uh, Morbius the Living Vampire. You can do stuff with werewolves. You can do stuff with even Frankenstein. You can do a Capwolf special. Capwolf. You can do anything paranormal with this squad. You've got four members already. An established character in Blade that everyone loves. Okay. You've got the female character. You've got a handsome looking uh, male in the squad. Okay. You've got a Chinese American for diversity. Alright. Yeah, you're checking off all the boxes here. We're checking the boxes off. We're checking the boxes. One thing I like about comics is I like reading comics that are team based. Okay. I like multiple characters in my comics. Unless your name is the Winter Soldier, I typically don't read single story comics. You like you like bang for your buck. Yeah, I like to bang for my buck. I want to see multiple guys in there. So this team and pairing my love for the paranormal, my wife's love for the paranormal, even though I don't believe too much in the paranormal. Yeah, I yeah. like I like reading about it, I like watching it because it's sci fi. You're very fun. skeptical. I don't believe in it, but there's so much you can do with it in True. media and True. in True. art. True. And it's just a fun read because you can just do stuff that... You can do a whole super silly special with, like, the, you could. the mummy. Yeah, you, <laughs> you can really do, could. You can just make up stuff and when people don't get it, well, it, it's paranormal. You're not supposed to get it. It's a joke. So, it was actually Mumra. Yeah, exactly. So that would oh, be man, no. my cool. first... If I got first crack swinging at a, at a series I could do... That would be my go-to. That's what I would go to. Howling first. Commandos, the second. But I wouldn't call it the Howling Commandos. I would just call it like something. The Spooky Wolves. I don't know what something I would really call named. it per se, but I would stay away from Howling Commandos. You just go like Agents of Shield colon Paranormal. Yeah, files. something like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely something like that. X Files two point Paranormal Files. Paranormal you know, Files. Yeah, but like there's an X hidden somewhere in the logo. So where I thought you were going to go was I thought you were going to go actual like team of monsters, and I didn't wa- see. I, I liked. That. I didn't like it. I'm, I'm sorry. Howling Commandos was kind of like that. It was right. a team of monsters that were deputized as Shield agents. Correct. It didn't work too well. They fought fire with fire, and they didn't fought fire with fire, but. I think one of the things people really love is the human element. So you put in here Blade, who is half vampire. So you've got that little bit of right, uh, right. sci-fi or that little paranormal in there. But then you really just have three human-based characters. My only problem with that would be, I feel like in a lot of issues, a lot of things, they would be kind of overpowered. And they would kind of lean on Blade a lot to kind of be there. Well, that's why Blade's there. muscle, sort That's of. why Blade is there. But also, I mean, Daisy is an inhuman. She's got powers True, she of does her have, own. She does have powers of her own. So you've got them two kind of working together as the to powerhouses. be the muscle. But again, I mean, would an earthquake hurt a ghost, though? 
Again, whenever I... Um, probably not. Probably not. When I read comics, I'm not necessarily intrigued by the idea that my heroes are going to win issue one. It takes them some time to figure out... To figure out what's going on. Figure out what's going on, to build a plan. You don't want... I don't want my heroes to win just automatically. I want them to work for it. Okay, okay. All right, all right. I sort of dig it. I dig it. Nico? you have any thoughts on my S.H.I.E.L.D. paranormal team? I think it's really cool. I think Blade is going to play a really crucial part because it's kind of like bringing in that human element. One of my favorite video games is uh, Devil May Cry. The main character's name is Dante, and he's a... his father. No, but I think that's probably where he got his name from. So, uh, his father was a demon, and his mother was a human, and kind of the whole thing is humans have something that demons don't. Demons are all powerful, and they're all super, they're super strong, and, you know, Dante's basically immortal, but he sees both sides because he lives in both worlds. Right. And so that's Wait, so kind what of... What do the humans whole, have that the demons don't? What am I missing? Like, emotion, uh, like emotion, soul, oh, okay, compassion, okay. and that's kind of the whole plan is of the game. Is it something demons want? No, no not necessarily, necessarily. But I'm assuming, I've never played this video game, but if you have... All those attributes, as well as the demon attributes, you're going to be a little different. And hence, hence the name of, uh, okay. hence the name of his his shop that he runs. That he does everything. He hunt demons specifically. Uh, it's Devil May Cry, and it's saying talking about himself. That he's he is a devil himself, but he does cry because he does have that human. The part Devil of May Cry. I see. That's kind of interesting. That's an interesting title there. So DLG. Okay. Me. Your first idea. All right. My first idea is also a team book. I like it. G.I. Already. Oh man, I love G.I. Joe. <laughs> Girl, we're gonna talk about this next week with cartoons. But okay. I love G.I. Joe. Corey, go. Okay. So go Joe. They they touch on some things that are kind of they always in comic books they always sort of introduce races and characters and things and then they just walk away. You yeah. never touch them again. <laughs> uh, X-Men does this all the time where they'll introduce like a new tribe of mutants or a new tribe of, of like Krees or like they find like a scroll like station somewhere <laughs> and they just walk away <laughs> and they never deal with it again. It's never even commented on. The Inhumans famously now have, have like several tribes of Inhumans now and I'm, you know, so there's sort of this entire world that you could go to and touch on without ever even being in the, in the Marvel proper. So what I want to do, you sort of, it's really interesting how you and I we think a lot. Well, I mean, we are cousins by birth, but brothers, brothers by, by choice. choice. For that. that was the lamest thing we've ever said. Yeah, that was awesome. People are going to love it. <sighs> Just edit that out, please. No, that's going to... <laughs> no, don't edit that out. No, I'm going to repeat it like three times. <laughs> Just going to play three times like, in a echo, row. Echo, echo, echo. Very good. So it would be a new Midnight Suns. Right, old Jerry. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. So explain to me who are the Midnight Suns. The Midnight Suns Blade? was like this uh, it was kind of David a 90s Hellstorm? thing where they took a lot of the mystical characters because they had a huge so the 90s they were they were making like 60 comic books a month. So they were they I mean it was huge. So they they did whole sections. Huge. They had like a whole section of like mystical characters. Ghost Rider was one as well. Ghost Rider, Blade. Johnny Blaze, Blade, Doctor Strange, Damian like, Hellstorm. Uh, Damian Hellstorm. Uh, there was, I mean, there was literally like Doctor Strange. Like you nine. Say that? Yeah, you say Doctor there was like nine Great or ten mystical hero clicks. By the way, yes, there was like nine or ten mystical themed characters, and then they went ahead and made a team book of all of them together that's called awesome. Midnight Suns. <laughs> that's kind of cool. So it they just kind of, they just, if you were Magic Base, you were in Midnight Suns, but they were doing that with a lot of stuff. Like, there was the New Warriors, there was the Avengers, they were just... The New Warriors is a huge group. The New Warriors became a huge group by the end because everyone who was a teenage it. superhero <laughs> got lumped into the New Warriors. <laughs> oh, so, slapstick, my favorite comic book character. Right, right. So basically what they did at some point was they like, everyone who fit that genre that they were releasing a book on, they put them in a team. They, I think essentially it was kind of an organizational thing to kind of say, if you buy New Warriors, you buy these ten books. 
So if you if you bought mystical comic books, you bought Midnight Suns. So what, what I want to do here is these guys are kind of on the trail of something. There's going to be some kind of villain who is touching these unknowns, these weird things, and he's gathering something. He's building. And what he secretly is doing is he's trying to find a way to turn the human race into an army of monsters for himself that he can control. So he's going... Zavimbi's everywhere. So he's going to these lost tribes. He's going to these, these, these hidden groups to see how they're different. And then also to steal some technology to use because they always have some cool stuff to play with. So the Midnight Sins are going to be hot on the trail of this guy. And it's going to essentially be my Netflix Wave 2 lineup. So I'm going to, I'm going to do some... He's going to um, steamroll his Episode 2 Netflix lineup. Right. Into his episode Watch eight. episode two, by the way. No, yeah. watch it. Just listen. Just listen to episode two. Towards well, the end, you'll hear Corey talk about his... I don't but know. This, I don't is, know a this is called synchronicity here, though. Where is that even a word? Yeah. Spell it's, it. It's a... It's a it's a country corporate. of origin, please. <laughs> country of origin. It's a corp. Uh, the the country is corporate. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and use it in a sentence, please. The idea is where they they merge all the ideas. So, like, okay, if you're gonna have, if you're gonna do the mystical themed characters on Netflix for the next two to three years, introduce them in something. So, I'm gonna have a comic book, and the comic book's gonna have my version of Ghost Rider with Elsa Bloodstone, with Brother Voodoo, with a new with a new sidekick to to Moon Knight. Moon Knight won't be in my book, but the new sidekick will. Midnight. It's and almost midnight right now. It is. It is. It's running late. We're burning the oils. I like it. And so essentially what they're going to be doing is they found out something that the rest of the world doesn't know. And since these are smaller characters that people don't necessarily know about yet or really care the about, they're going, to be, they're going to be investigating something and no one's going to miss them as they go on these adventures. Like, no one's going to be like, hey, what happened Where? to Elsa Bloodstone? Like, no, one, no one's looking for these people. Right. No really? one's looking for these people. So when they get caught up in this adventure and they wind up on this thing, I can kind of do anything. I can, I can throw them through time. Go we anywhere. can go to space. We can have an adventure on the surface of the sun because why not? Oh, you gotta, you gotta have, you gotta have like a alien scenario where it's like they're they're trapped on like but like zombies on like a space station. See, we can literally See, I think zombie ants. Zombie ants. I think one of the cool things about my pitch one and your pitch one is we could go anywhere. Yeah, you absolutely. can do anything with the paranormal. You can do absolutely. anything with the mystical and the midnight suns. Oh, I mean, you I, haunted I feel like, spaceship. Oh, see? how cool would that yeah, be? Haunted spaceship. Yeah. So when you do something yeah, like that, yeah. that gives you the opportunity. To expand and run for a long time, exactly. As to you, being, you could go in any direction. You could call it just Space Ghost. You could do, you could do like you know how Doctor Who would do a lot of like interesting stories that ended with like sad twists and you, things like that. This is episode eight. We just mentioned Doctor Who for the first time. Shout out to Whovians. Shout out to the Whovians. Big shout out to the Whovians. I am not one of them. I'm, I'm not. I respect the Who, but I've only seen one Doctor, and he wasn't that impressive. It was the bald, angry one. I've been told he's not the right Doctor. To, yeah, you need to, to see with. the David Tennant one, right? That's what I've been told. Yep, you but be. I haven't done it. And now Doctor Who is on, uh, not on Netflix, Amazon something Prime. Else. So it's a lot harder. True. But so what I want to do is I want to take these guys on a journey. I even kind of want to play with the mystical cities uh, that Kunlun neighbors. Okay. You know, Iron Fist is the immortal weapon of Kunlun. However, there are seven other immortal cities. I had no idea there was other. There ones. are seven other immortal weapons. There's the Spider Queen. There's the uh, the Orphan. Like they they've introduced them in a contest of champions. Literally, the seven immortal weapons fought for dominance because they they fight for the order that they get to appear on Earth. And so Kun Loon has been appearing for like the last 20 years and like now it's going to be someone else's turn, whoever wins the tournament, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, blah, they've, introduced, blah, 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 blah. they've introduced these immortal weapons. So you could, do, you could turn around and introduce a brand new immortal weapon, have that play into the series. One of the other city's champions could step up. Like you don't have to do a new Iron Fist. You could do, you know, one of these other ones and have, you could do a lot of fun with it. The yeah, it'd be, Fist, it'd be cool. Like they could be like a mystic star, like where's Iron Fist? And yeah. like this immortal weapon shows up. Exactly. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm the wolf cub and I'm the new immortal weapon. 
Also, I just like the idea of immortal weapons. It's just kind of a neat Yeah, concept. to me, anything that involves paranormal or magic you is a good read. You have, you have so many possibilities. It's such a broad... And it's very good to put it on the comic form, because then you have an easier media to display this thing... Oh, absolutely. ...than you would say live action, which is going to be awesome for Doctor Strange, because it looks like they did an amazing job. Yeah, they were really a lot crazy. easier. Yeah, that would be a cool Marvel cartoon, even. The Doctor Strange one? No, no, no. The Midnight Suns, because you can do so much different right, things. Right. That would be a cool, like a movie. Like a set, a series of movies. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the I would Midnight enjoy that. Suns. I really would. Um, so we, we have time to do a couple more? We do. We, we, we got time. for One more each. One more each. Okay, so I thought about this. You've been ribbing me uh, for eight weeks now. Okay. About two of my favorite characters. All right. They are Cable <laughs> yep. and Bishop. Okay. So what I need... Time, travel, incarnate. Yeah. So what I need are these two gents in their own comic book together. Okay. I haven't thought out the full aspect of it, but I do have story arc number one. Okay. Arc number one. Go. Arc number one. They're time traveling to save whatever. It doesn't matter. Right. But they get stranded in the, the Old zone. West. <laughs> what is your obsession with the old West? I love the old West. But think about it. You put Cable and Deadpool would or Cable and Bishop would work well in the so old West. So you put Cable and Bishop in the old West, so then it also kinda of turns into like a steampunk version where now they're trying to like Wild Wild West, the yeah, movie. Yeah. Where they're trying to build their own time machine now to get out of the Wild West because they're trapped there. But while they're there, they're you they're, know, they're working their stuff. They're they're good people and they're Do you do a lot of fun crossovers with the uh Marvel West uh, yeah, imprint. definitely. And there's Raw be, kid, kid cult. There's going to be some stuff that happens where we're like, okay, man, we can't leave. We have to handle this situation. Right. So before we go, I have before to. Before we go, I have to save this dame. Right. You know what I mean? So, dame. Yeah. <laughs> like, how awesome would it be if they both had just like one of their guns? It was like the only thing that survived the time travel. You get. Oh, you, 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 you give, oh no! You got to give. You got to give Cable. You got to give him the hyper viper from so, Marvelous Capcom. That giant gun. Yeah, it's just a like giant gun. Like Bishop's got one of his, and they're just... No, I think what Bishop would, should do, because he absorbs and rechannels energy, so what would be fun is, he's always trying to find new ways to get some energy, because he's always kind of running low. Yeah. So like you see him like hunched over campfires all the time, like absorbing the key. So there's so much crazy stuff. And then, even when you come out of this, this arc... And it finally, they all have a weird draw, and everyone's like, "Why are you talking weird?" <laughs> you, know, you could do other stuff. You could you could put them into the future. You could send them two together somewhere. Just in back space. to back. You got to back to back. Yeah, I have you like send them back to medieval like times. You could send them, you know, to the Chinese dynasty. You could. You could have a lot. Of, you send them everywhere. A little cross time caper. Yeah, everywhere. Okay. All Just, right. Okay. Plus, it gets my two favorite characters in one. That's time. That's the real reason you wanted. There, that is the real reason. But isn't that what it is? Like people, they Just want love to see certain characters. And well, like, yeah, absolutely. I want to write Spider-Man because I love Spider-Man. Well, and how cool? Where's my new slapstick coming? Oh, it's been uh, several years. And how cool would it be exactly. to actually make a living writing, writing the characters, the you, characters love. you love? Yeah, that would be, be awesome. that would be awesome. So, Corey, we got uh, time for one more of your pitches. Okay. So this would actually... Hold on, let's call on the lefty. We're going to the lefty. Going to the, the lefty. Bring the big guy with the beer. Do you remember when sometimes they would ride in on golf carts and you were like, how lazy, like how non-athletic is baseball when the pitcher rides a golf or cart? Or like when John Rocker would just sprint all yeah. the way. Yeah, he went the other way. He's literally like, just, he's a warrior <laughs> made. He's the angriest ball he's player like, ever. He's like, hold on, let me inject this steroid real quick. And then and then say awful things about people on the subway. Yeah, all right, so go he ahead. He was a Met, wasn't he? He was a Met, a brave. But uh, I mean, when he said those things, he was a Met, right? I don't remember. Like it just, no, I think he was a brave. I think he wound up in the Mets later. But I, I, it was just poor. I, I just remember always thinking that was not the way That's to go That's not there. smart, John. So, so Moon Knight, when he first debuted, he was very much the Batman ripoff. Yes, he was. And that included having a sidekick by the name of Midnight. Midnight eventually gets written off in the comic books. 
he winds up in a Spider-Man arc where they have cybernetically just destroyed him and altered him completely. Uh, that's, first, that's actually the first time I meet Moon Knight in the comic books is when he's teamed up with Spider-Man to stop his former sidekick. So, this would be the rise of a new Midnight. This would be my second book. It would tie into the Midnight So, Suns. would this be a brand new character this becoming brand, Midnight? Yes. Okay. This is a brand new character. Would it be a teenager? It would be. You would do that. I would. And it's not even actually... It's only going to be loosely tied to Moon Knight. And Can his actually, name be Corey Savage? No, no, no. It's going to be a teenage girl. She's going to be the daughter of Colombian drug lords. And the, the drug lords are murdered vis- viciously in front of her. By the she, Punisher. Possibly. But she she now is just By so Deadpool. consumed with the need for vengeance that Khonshu takes her on as his newest acolyte. And you discover that Moon Knight isn't the only follower of Khonshu, the spirit of vengeance. See, Moon Knight gets his power from this false Egyptian god, Khonshu, who's a god of vengeance in Egypt. What you discover is there's an entire network of followers who have been building up and trying to find a new leader because Moon Knight has kind of shunned them. So Midnight becomes their new, quote-unquote, savior. Okay, sounds good. So she kind of embraces it in the... You find out, like, in the first arc, you find out... The first arc is her breaking away from it, but you find out she follows them for several years, learns all their ways, fights for them, becomes an assassin for Khonshu, goes about the world just sending out his vengeance, doing awful things. Then she has, like, this moment... She gets wounded on a mission and left behind because they think she's dead. And she's kind of resurrected and brought back by by people who are helping her. Okay. Suddenly she realizes there's another way to this. Maybe vengeance isn't everything. She's given up the last six or seven years of her life as like this assassin for Kanshu. So now you've got this woman, this young woman who's incredibly dangerous, incredibly skilled, and now has no idea what direction to go in her life. This is where she kind of crosses in with the Midnight Suns. She throws in with him because she needs something to do. Right. These are her solo adventures while she's with them, trying to deal with sort of the idea that she's abandoned Kanshu. And so she's already got a built-in enemy of this organization who now wants her dead for leaving, for even though they betrayed her. Right. And then also Moon Knight, not happy with her either because he didn't know there was a Midnight out there. So now he's like, who are you and what's going on? I like how you tied both pitch ideas together. I still think that her parents should be killed by the Punisher. I think that would be interesting it too. It would be cool. I think she can find that out later. She just knows that they were murdered, and she thought about the whole time it was by a rival drug lord. I want to say, though, to read this comic, the big draw for me would be the art. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got to be a fun, kinetic art. Because I'm naturally drawn to the Moon Knight character. He just looks cool. He does look cool, and I like his story, but I have found that a lot of his art is not so desirable. Right, they they do that. So it makes it hard to read when you don't enjoy the art. Yes, can I just say, whoever is doing the art on Captain America and Falcon, at least that debut arc, was bad. It wasn't good. This one right here? The new new one where Falcon is Captain America. Oh, okay. I mean, a big thing with with comics is the art. It's probably more than 50% of the story. If the art looks good, I'll continue reading it. Correct. If the art is bad, it makes it hard to read. Correct. Correct. So this story sounds, what's awesome about it, it's a female lead, which is going to get you a, a head in the door with Marvel, and it's got a good mystical story behind it, and it ties into some other stuff. The art has to be solid. It yes. has to be just totally yes. ace. Yes. It doesn't have to be ace, it just has to be good, because it, some of the art I've seen from Moon Knight, I, honestly, is not very good. No, Shoot no, I if agree. if you want to, Marvel, but some of your art is not very good. Oh, no, I, I think every once in a while what they do is they know they have a title that's going to sell no matter what, and where they skimp is the art. We can save if we use this artist. Right, and I think that's partly some of it. And then sometimes some projects are just based on the artist. Like, I think here's how it works in Marvel. If they have an A-list artist... And he pitches them a C-list character. They're kind of thrilled because they'll get like an okay writer to do it, but someone's going to buy it for the art. Right. And then when they get a surefire thing, someone's definitely going to buy the new Falcon as Captain America. Someone's going to buy the first 10 issues of that, 12 issues of that, 
just to see where it goes and how right. it happens. So the art doesn't have to be as strong. And I think they kind of bank on that, and I wish sometimes... They didn't. <laughs> I wish they didn't. Yes. I wish they I wish they would sort of just say, you know what, let's make the best book possible. Yeah, I really wish. But to, when they put two dynamic artists and writer together, it is amazing. Right. And I think that that's sort of the ingredients. I do think you're right. This would be, if it's a bad art book, it's not going to sell. If this is a good art book, it is going to sell. So if you've made it this far on the podcast... Feel free to jump up on the Facebook page. Give us your thoughts on our ideas. Maybe some ideas of your own. Uh, thank you to everyone who contributed this week. We had a lot of activity on the pages. We did a lot of shares. A lot of shares. Yeah, a lot of a shares. Lot of likes. We're getting into it with the uh, dream sequences we talked about. <laughs> yes, yeah. So let's continue that. Uh, keep pushing uh, Nerd Thug Radio. Don't did, forget the shirts. Did you ever dream that sequel to the uh, Aliens? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I'm, I'm going to drink a little bit tomorrow and see if it works. There you go. That'll help. That'll help a lot. Although I should get a hold of your, your friend, uh, what, Karina. Yeah. Because she apparently controls her own dreams. I know. That was I a might, little... I might train under her for a while. Well, yeah. She might Jedi you out. Jedi she just had out. twins, though, so she's pretty busy. Yeah, whatever. I Shout out to the Kirchhoffs. Congratulations. Enjoy, enjoy what kids. moments of peace yeah. you have. So, this is uh, Captain Joey Savage. I'm going to sign off for now, <laughs> but thank you for listening, and you guys are amazing. Yeah, and we're going to get out here with the break, and uh, yeah. All right, guys. Let me tell you about one of my good friends and a longtime fan and supporter of the show, Wrecker Mike. He's a good friend, and he, he takes care of me every time I've had myself in a bit of trouble, and he can help you guys out, too. Whether you simply locked your keys in your car, or God forbid you get in a car accident or something, and you, or you want to try and just save some money on a deductible, or you've had too much to drink, and you just don't want to mess with the DUI or even run the chance of getting one, Wrecker Mike can help you out. You want to give him a call at 281-830-5819. That's 281-830-5819. Wrecker Mike, he's my friend, and trust me, when you need him, you want him to be your friend, too. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music, where there's still time to buy ads for the month of May. Finish him! So that's going to wrap up our show today for Nerd Thug Radio. I'd like to thank all of you. Check us out on the Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter. We're signing out. Talking nerdy to you.